live anymore. So oh. we're just, we're recording. Am I going? Oh, it's warm. Hey, motherfuckers. Welcome <laughs> to the show. It's the Greg Medford Show. Greg Medford here from Phoenix, Arizona. We've got a couple of local birds in. Uh, they've swooped in. We're going to talk some conservative politics. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the last couple of years. Some of the madness. You know, it's a particularly butch scene in here. Uh, other than Kerry Lake, I've only had uh, I've had a couple of female politicians who always have their edges kind of really tucked up underneath them, and they don't let it hang out. I've got a couple gals here who uh, are uh, in the information and entertainment kind of corner of the universe, talking conservative stuff, conservative life, politics, critical race theory, vaccines, Heck yeah. mandates, no, the government, all of it. Look at I'm getting yeah. wound up. Where do we so start? <laughs> let's talk for a minute. So I've got Brandy and Lindsay and um, Brandy and Lindsay, uh, tell us, uh, there are, get, wait a minute, hold on. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Settle down. Go. Settle down. <laughs> They're outside chanting, uh, Lindsay, it's so frustrating. I, yeah. <laughs> It's just the everyday. Have, have anybody now. contracted you guys together yet? Brandy, Brandy and Lindsay. Oh, Brandy, oh, Brandy, 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 or like Brangelina? Oh, yeah. 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 No. Let's do. Oh my god. I thought you just did. Brandy. 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 Oh, I like kinda it. down. Kind of down. down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. We are Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Talk Brandy. Um, what's Brandy. the What's the name of your podcast? She's so right, show. Oh, we should have said it together. Wait, oh. ask us again. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Hold no, on. we don't have to Ladies. be that nerdy. <laughs> just okay. I need to be that nerdy we don't have to for be that like, shit. Could join twins. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's She's the name of your so podcast? She's so right, show. She's so right. <laughs> did you see that? Still did it to you. She's. She. Ha yeah. I had to be. Hold nerdy. on a second. I know. <laughs> you got flushed. <laughs> you got the first. You don't. You don't want to overuse that one too much. <laughs> so funny. Get ready to say it more than you like to, boys. She's, She's so right. Show. Oh, you guys did it. Nice. Did, yeah. So, are you on Spotify and iTunes? Yes, everything. The whole shebang. It's All right, cool. Apple. Where else do you put it out? Where else do? You, where, where, where else do you go? We're on Patreon. Where else do you put out? <laughs> yeah. What's it uh, called? We're not ready to go there. Conservative can we, politics, yeah. <laughs> not our sex lives. Compliments. It was a I know we should have laid down ground rules. It was a snip of the tongue. Um, <laughs> so you you um, both, do you do anything else professionally? Is one of you do realty or something? Yeah. I mean, eh. I have my realtor's she license. She was, but... but now she's way too busy with our situation. Yeah, she's a full-time job. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> What's no. your full-time job? This. Yeah. For so real. you guys just conservative we're going chat all full in. time. We're going like well, we're just going all in. Yeah, I mean, we both came from careers never expecting to get political at all. Four years ago, I was in what you're moving my drink. I'm just. I'm sure I'm it's like, very. Are low. you already pulling this away? I'm just being gentle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, only use the toilet flush on her. That make her so mad. <laughs> so no, you're doing this full time uh, now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I won't yeah. give you the whole story unless you want yeah. it, but yeah. Um, did you do anything professionally before? Yes. Well, do, do the story. She okay. She I was left a six-figure job. Years, to... Twenty years in aesthetics, um, in a plastic surgeon's office, making everyone beautiful. Lots of Botox. And, and what filler. happened in that whole space and time? Uh, was... have, you, have you had lots of Botox and filler? I wouldn't say lots. These are my natural <laughs> Indian cheeks. I do have some lip filler, and my Botox is worn off. Do you have a laughy thing in no, there? Hey, no. oh my God, is she no, really giving me shit no, about this? Listen, I is appreciate this happening the, right now? I appreciate the honesty. This is great. Oh my gosh. Oh my no. Gosh. So Don't drink another scotch till you tell your story. Okay. Okay, so my... Um, okay. I know. Hey, calm like down, people. Clap. It's not that Easy We're not Charlie Kirk. Easy Give me a people, minute. Okay. Give me a minute. We'll ease into the fanfare. 
the um so 20 years um in the beauty business and then four years ago a major tug from god to leave not knowing exactly what that meant i knew i was supposed to get ready to speak i didn't even know what that meant and then last year in lockdowns when i had all these women um that i knew at home homeschooling for the first time depressed isolated i felt called or prompted to get more involved in church and then god was like no i want you to open your home they are looking for a happy hour give them the ultimate happy hour tacos tequilas with an encouragement in christ and it became the power soul clubhouse and it went from 15 women to 300 and more now in a year where do you do this it was in my house we outgrew it and we yeah. have to keep changing locations we just moved to a, a public location and what's it called now power soul clubhouse power soul clubhouse power for your soul to stand against culture this is it the whole thing became more political because i couldn't avoid politics yeah and that was where i got my pushback it was definitely okay am i doing the wrong thing i'm talking about jesus should i be talking about politics and i took a walk with god like i always do and i asked him what do you want me to do do you want me to shut up about politics and i felt very clear in my spirit download from god if they're not for you right now they're against you our people the world doesn't need another wimpy christian and this is a place where i i feel led and called to put steel in the spine of the believer to stand up against culture we're in a culture war we're in and you know we talk about politics i always say man called it politics it's really good versus evil so that's in a nutshell well oh. and at america fest or even someone said it yesterday like a lot of these issues that we're talking about that are at hand aren't political they're actually like social issues abortion critical race theory the things that we're teaching kids um the ridiculous mandates that are trying to be enforced those really aren't democrat republican we've made them that way because democrats believe one way and republicans believe another way but leftists and conservatives it's really a social issue all of these things and so well, spiritual yeah I, yeah I have these conversations you know I don't have the same direct uh, I don't I don't have Scotty beaming me any information from above <laughs> way on high but uh, <laughs> you know my convictions of my to, uh, my own convictions about kind of speaking my peace and my truth about what's going on in our culture um, for 10 years now um, it's probably cost me a couple million dollars maybe maybe way more than that and it's also gained me but I don't think about I don't care about the cost and gain because if you worry about cost and gain, you won't be yourself. Well, and if you're watching um, what you say because of a paycheck, then you're a slave and you're paid off and you're bought off and you're compromised. Well, I, not fun. I, I just see um, everybody wants to own these voters because they're whores for power above all else. And if power is what you want above all conviction, then you're a soulless mutt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so what I've been struggling with is uh, it's so divisive to say what's on your mind and then the things we do believe in i people say greg could you just stop talking politics and i go what are we going to talk about <laughs> what else like, is going on in the you, world that's what, as big a deal as this right what now what possibly can we talk about right. well let's talk about our kids okay, okay. let's talk about our kids no one else what's on podcast talk about kids? kids look what's yeah. happening to our kids yeah do you want to talk about their shitty education in the last two years do you want to talk about the crap they're being taught now that we've all seen behind the curtain and yeah. then you go or, political again. or do we want to talk about they've had to wear masks and they're uh -huh. talking about giving experimental drugs to kids who are still growing is that what you want to talk about exactly like, which what, don't talk what, politics or don't I, talk about what's happening so don't talk about anything anything so basically i, I people uh, want me to be like this single serving uh unoffensive 
Just I, another pretty Instagram story. It's like with bullshit. post photos it's, it's and bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to talk about bullshit. I want to talk about what's really going on. Yeah. Mm. And you and, don't make a difference by talking by pretending it's not happening. And and so you know, I take um, I guess I take solace in everybody getting so angry. I like that everybody's angry. Mm -hmm. mm. People are like, I wish everyone wasn't so angry and divided. I'm like. No, I actually like everybody really angry because they've been lying to us for a hundred years mm. and people are waking up and they're pissed because what happens when you find out you've been lied to for generations, mm -hmm. guess what happens? You collectively get pissed off. Yeah. And if you don't, you're a rube. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's what I see going on. So I feel like it's kind of my calling to just, the press has dropped the ball. They mm -hmm. don't speak the truth. And if they do, they do it in 30 second bits. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to have this long. Now, this is morphed from me and my soapbox over the last 10 years into this format. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it's like a civic responsibility. If you have the ability to get your voice out, there has never been a time in human history where regular people who are confronting regular day to day issues with their children, their, their wives, their husbands, their families can get out there and help or yeah. can get out there and talk. There's yep. never been a time ever like this. You could talk to people on your street, maybe you could talk to some folks at your church, but the common person has never had a voice and they don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And now people are more likely to listen to a common person because we're so sick of the news lying to us yep. and politicians oh, yeah. lying to us. People are literally subscribing to Instagrams and podcasts to get their information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know, the thing, you know, it's um, as, as, as messed up as things seem, there seems to be some faith we can put in the American people having the ring of truth. It doesn't matter if they went to Dartmouth or if they went to no college at all. Maybe they're just, uh, maybe they've been in farming because their parents were in farming. The horse sense of this country, when they hear the truth, it rings and they know it. You don't need to go to Dartmouth to know when someone's bullshitting you. Right. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of bullshit that's gone on in this culture. I almost think college yeah. people are more susceptible to it. Absolutely. Because uh, we paid all this money to go sit in these rooms and be told all this truth, which was all just a truth. bunch of theoretical <laughs> bullshit. But then they get out after four years and they, you know, pat themselves on their back because they've got their degree. And they're $200,000 But all they did was debt. listen to someone, one person. And, and there's value to it. Them. I mean, I'm not yeah. knocking, you know, I went to college. Uh, I'm not knocking. It was extremely valuable, but I'm a critical thinking But when was that? It was valuable it, when? Listen, I got kicked out of college my senior year of a political yeah. I know, but when was this? Good. Oh, what was year was back this? Back in the 80s. Okay, so it was different then. No, it was still crazy. It that's, was crazy. That's what I mean, people aren't being honest about. Yeah. They've been dirty, rotten commies for a long time. <laughs> because I was a I was a Marine just out of boot camp, and I was in the University of Massachusetts. Okay. And they were a bunch of dirty, rotten commies. Well, they're dirty, so, but you, and rotten but, but now. But you didn't catch it then for some reason, or did it not? Because you're you a critical I mean? thinker. It didn't take because they were still there were still enough professors who were proponents of the... Uh, Socratic method of critical analysis and mm -hmm. argument and debate. Sure. That wasn't seen as contentious. That was how you work through things and arrive at truth. Right. So how did how did we end up here like 20 years later, 30 years later, where it seems like there's not a professor that's willing to do that? Like they're all indoctrinating. Well, um, are you guys familiar with Thomas Sowell? The, no. uh, um Are you familiar with him? He's an economist. So he's a economist. He's happens to be a black guy. He's one of my favorite black guys ever. Um, and he talks about, uh, and it doesn't matter that he's black, but I love it that he is because it, who's your favorite black guy? <laughs> you no. said he's one of your favorite. I, I need he's to know. Like, it doesn't matter. These black, but he's, I didn't mention that he's black. He's totally my favorite. He is your favorite. Yeah. Okay. Who's your second favorite? Uh, probably Denzel. 
Oh yeah. I like Denzel. I think I'm up there with uh and, with uh and you know who else? Larry Elder. Yeah, I love Larry. I like Larry too. Uh you know who else like has Hall. blown me? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know too much uh We know lots that. of black guys. Um <laughs> Like, you know, the, it is really weird our first three guests were black guys i go there's like a pattern that we didn't intend on having it's like we're trying we to prove something like, that we're not trying to prove. i know but we weren't even, exactly Super so um you know the guy who's got a greek name he's actually a black guy from greece who plays in the nba and he just got a citizenship yes and he's he changed his name to freedom I fucking no that he guy did talk. not yes, yes he, did. he did oh my gosh that's amazing yeah it kind of connected with me because my grandfather is an off-the-boat greek and he would get teary-eyed talking about becoming a citizen and coming to America and how much he loved the country. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I didn't, you know, I had all these imprints on me, but I, you know, it takes a, it takes a half a lifetime to gather up the loose ends of your youth and put it together into like an ethos, a worldview or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, Thomas Sowell said something pretty amazing. He says that, uh, the modern intellectual is uncoupled from empiricism and reality. He says, we left the age of the enlightenment in the 17th century, 18th century where we were burning people at the stakes mm -hmm. uh, for being witches or, 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 or we were, you know, we were denying science to say that the earth is the center of the universe and all kinds of stuff. And uh, he said, we, we, we got rid of mysticism and witchery and embraced science. And mm. then we had kind of, the human, yeah. uh, the, we had the human evolution. We changed a lot in 200 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything was like, okay, it doesn't matter what you think. Can you show it again? Can you prove it? Let's see the numbers. Show it. Scientific method. Experiment. Mm. What's the outcome? Oh, we've got something. Okay, yeah, that that you can repeat it. You can repeat it. Now we've got something. You sound right? like Dr. Fauci right now. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm I'm you've sure. said, you've said science a little too many times. I'm starting to get triggered. It's just so funny because it's so the opposite of what he is. But well, go the ahead. thing is, is they're twisting science to meet mm -hmm. a political agenda. They're not actually engaging the science yes, because if you right. actually engage the science, why aren't they counting antibodies of people mm. who've been sick? You know, yeah. if they actually are engaging the science, why aren't they being honest about um, how is it we launched one of the biggest drug launches in the world's history and nobody thought to collect data on outcomes? Mm -hmm. Right. There's still no data on mask wearing. Because it's not about that. Yeah, no, they, they, they so, thought to collect so, data. They just refused so, to do so it. So they, they like to say science because they're a bunch of fucking liberal arts majors mm -hmm. and they don't actually know science because mm -hmm. actual science would never do what they're doing. Right. Well, it's just like everything else. They love to attach the right wording the right wording to something to sell it. it it's all a sales ploy it's like it's like a it's like a, a what's a tagline you know follow the science it's a right. tagline it's a tagline black lives matter well of course they matter but that's not what this movement is but about you, but you know what follow the science means you have to listen to what you have to see what their definition means follow the science doesn't mean use empiricism and critical analysis no. it means follow, follow the science them. means i'm done debating with you if you don't follow the science you're a rube exactly Yep. It's, and it's, it's Dr. A, Fauci says the science. It's ex, and it's exact. And he, but the thing is, he never talks about science. Mm -hmm. And 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 it's the exact same thing of accusing someone of being a racist. I'm done arguing with you. You're a racist. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> right. We, we haven't even argued yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's because the you're a racist. on the end of the conversation. That, what they yeah. do net is they come up with a categorical imperative to shut us down because they don't actually want to have a debate and they don't want to see the dark corners of their thinking. Mm -hmm. And they don't they're not used to any critical analysis. They want to be told what to do. They want the professor to tell them what to do. They want the government to tell them what to do. Um, and then they want to tell you what to do. And mm -hmm. then to follow the science. And I always go, what science? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like what experiment? You're a racist for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Boom, conversation over. But well, you're a Trump supporter. I'm always like, when you say, what, what science? What do you mean? Like, is there a, is there an actual experiment that's been done other than South Africa? 
Right. Um, Do you get on little like wars on social media with no, people? No, 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 no. I never talk with. Moms. I was about two weeks into that, and I was like, I'm just blocking. It's a waste. You. Block, just a waste. Block, no. block that bru- it. it bruises your soul. They I can't. never read comments. Yeah, I never go looking at it. That's I mean, tough. it's really fun if you want to be called a racist because that's always how the conversation is going to end. Like, I feel like being called a racist today. I'll argue with you. Two sentences in, racist. Oh, that should be a drinking game, actually. <laughs> Like, let's you argue know, with the liberal and see how many how, responses how it takes to but be you called know, the, the way to do it would be like this with a big screen up where we yeah. start commenting. Yes. Uh-huh. And, yes. And we're like, okay, uh-huh. how many does it take? Right. Can we do we're that? Like, we should, yeah. Like, one, that would be kind of funny. One scotch for each sentence it takes to get them to call you a racist. Your goal is to get them to call you racist quickly. Yes. But you can't so, use the words no, black so or Trump well, we or anything like that. We could do a thing called spin the racist. Oh, yeah. Spin, <laughs> spin oh the narrative. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, that's what so many of us are struggling with uh you know and you clearly have a kind of spiritual foundation that is your place clearly yes you come and go to um i have to come from a point of you know i like to look at the other side and use their own argument to to stop them Mm -hmm. because when we say god to a left a godless lefty even Mm -hmm. if even if they fake it and go to church on christmas (laughs) they don't hear us Mm -hmm. so i you know i have my own personal spiritual beliefs and i kind of keep them out of my argument because i don't want to be the because they just stop listening right then they go oh you're one of those and they just kind of walk away that or i've noticed recently too that they've come back with like anything you say at all is oh and you call yourself christian oh that that's really christian like oh fake christian fake prayers like you know Mm. what how if you're not a christian how can you differentiate who is and isn't one it's like they know that other than racist that's the ultimate attack is to tell you that you're not the believer that you are well how would they know if they're not if they don't believe so right. i i sat at a bar one day one night whatever oh, that's really no, christian you could say, you, you, could say you were uh, at a bar. communing with jesus day drinking the, i was sitting <laughs> at the bar having wine hey, red you wine. know what i'm no surprise to jesus i was sitting at a bar and this guy sat next to me for whatever talking and of course politics come up i don't know how they came up he brought up Shocker. trump or something oh boy and he said oh you're one of them and i said yeah so he starts asking he's like well i support the local library huh i support the police the firefighter i go but you don't support police so we start going down that rabbit hole oh and i know this is going nowhere right. nowhere but so i just asked this question because this is how you like you said, you have to ask them a question. And I said, do you believe in God? And he said, "Uh, no. I said, okay, I do. I said, so the foundation of your life, the way that you build your life and thinking will never look like mine because the foundation I build it on is a sovereign God. So my sovereign God, and so I, everything I build is from that foundation. It's never going to look like someone that doesn't have that same foundation. So why have this conversation? Well, you know, what's funny is it, they do look so similar. You know, you're, you're, you're. you're oh, gosh, I think everything they're doing right now is literally an attack on all 10 commandments. Oh, no, you're not. You're not wrong about that. But when you get people away from their, tri- their lefty tribe and you query them about their beliefs, about their children, mm-hmm. about their home, about their compensation for their living. They do very test Judeo-Christian. We we all have a tendency to pull very Judeo-Christian when American. we're not with our tribe. Yeah. Right. And then when they when we get with our little fucking uh, spot spotted leopard purple hair wearing lesbian tribe, well then <laughs> we lose our out. then they lose their fucking minds. You know. Do you not s- think that's attractive, Greg? Oh, I I listen. I think the modern <laughs> lesbian heffalump is one of my faves. 
it, it's one of my faves. Like here they come. Tell, They're all gonna come into your oh, inbox I, now. I, listen, I I've got hairy so, armpits and racist. all. Hairy armpits. He just he just won the game. Yeah. He just won. <laughs> If you say purple-haired heffalump, I mean, that, that That's really... That's a new one, and I'm going to write that down. <laughs> purple-haired heffalump. I don't even... Like, when I see this, I was like, oh, my God. So, I was going to... All right. So, you remember when Ann Coulter, like, made the thing that was repeated so often, and made fun of her, she called it for Trump, like, way early? I don't remember that. No. Well, you'd have to... Okay. When was so this? a year before the election, oh, they said oh, Donald oh, Trump oh, was oh. going to run, and Ann Coulter, who's kind of fallen in 2016, off, you mean? Yeah, Way 2015. Back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, "Well, I think Donald Trump." Hey, I right. called it too. I, th I think she was on uh, Bill Mayer's show, and uh, is that his name, Bill Mayer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she was on Bill Mayer's show, and she had said it, and they all were like, huh, and, you know, he snarked at uh -huh. her. And I, I, you know, oh yeah, I do remember that now. At I the do. time, I turned to Amy. I go, "Absolutely, he is absolutely going to mm -hmm. win because everybody in this entire lineup is a mutt." Yep. Yep. Um. Got some good words. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Heffalump, heffalump, mutt. mutt. Oh, I have my own self <laughs> yeah, dialogue. Can I borrow your notepad there? I need to <laughs> write these things down. I... Better yet, I'll maybe watch this episode later. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. So anyway, I, I don't remember what I was talking about. Ann Coulter. Being a mutt. Being a mutt. They were they they were heckling her because she called it. Well, I had, I had, you know, I had called it before that. I said, I think this guy Trump's going to actually come in here and steal this whole thing. And everybody was kind of like, oh, they thought I was absurd. And then it all started to happen. We all watched. We're like, oh, my God, this is really going to happen. And I'm sitting there going, there's no way he's going to get elected. And then he got elected. And I remember uh, I, I remember I was sitting in the house and my kids will always relate this story. They're like, Dad was sitting in the dark. He was thinking about Hillary Clinton being president. Oh, he was sitting in his chair. That's scary. I didn't have TV because my wife at the time had made me shut off the TV during the first George Bush election. She's like, look, no more politics or we're not going to make it. We've oh, wow. Shut the goddamn TV off. Do you yell at the TV like a football fan? Like scream I think I used to just and... get worked up. Well, I think it was me cocking guns and pointing oh. them at the TV. No, oh, I, didn't, okay. I didn't do that. I was just kidding. And... <laughs> you just flip out a knife. I'm not oh God, knife. Very Elvis. I'd burn the, Very I'd burn the dinner yeah. I was cooking, you know. Uh, but we just had to shut it off because I like had to dial down a little bit, and that was before the internet had like fully, you know, really exploded. It the the, the social media now is crazy, powerful. It's very exhausting, powerful. And it's all encompassing. Yeah. And okay, but I just have style. to say, Greg, I my husband and I called Trump winning way before too. I said he's exactly what people want. He's been on The Apprentice. They're watching him. They're watching him how how they run it. There's so many people not politically engaged, but they are entertainment engaged. I, I, he's gonna do it and we got pushback from all of our friends mm -hmm. saying you guys are idiots and I, I stayed I was the last one standing that night when he won and I was in the closet by myself waiting till two in the morning my husband was out of town and I'm like I like cried in my closet I just there's a knowing that sometimes like I again I'll go back I believe for such a time as this that he was put in that place to turn on the lights for the cockroaches to flee I was sitting in like a lazy boy chair and I had my phone and and I remember in the dark states. Yeah, I was sitting in the dark. You're scary. I was with your knives. And I was stuff? no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm getting a mental no, no, picture. No, no, no. I think a flashlight should, under no, his nose. I think like, no. we should go. I, I, I was in a diaper and wiping butter on myself. But other than that, <laughs> totally normal. So you are a leftist. Yeah. So I'm so I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm just sitting there going God is. This looks like it's going to go for him. And I'd shut off my phone because I couldn't, like, I don't watch sports because I get too keyed up. I just can't watch and They make me sick. I'm like, ah, I'm not getting into this because it's going to drive me crazy. And I'm sitting there and I start getting these text messages. And it was, I mean, it was a couple hundred text messages from fans all over the country, 
like I always have put my number out. Like everybody knows my number is four eight zero two two seven two three nine nine. So I put my number Guys, out. Guys, you're you're so brave. Everybody reaches out to me, and I get to, and all of a sudden the texts just started coming. I'm like, oh my god, he won. Oh my god, Trump, 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 Trump. And I was I was just seeing that. I was like, I was in a little bit of a daze because like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It would have been pretty daunting to have Hillary Clinton as a president. That's I, an understatement. What? It, we we might have well, be been honest, the liberals going like this. Oh, you know what? All the videos like they were. When Trump won. Okay, but think about it. Right now, I'm looking at it almost like it's about to happen again with Kamala. Like they're about to, it's going, like they're just, you know, Dementia oh. Joe's going to start to fizzle out and then they're okay, going to so, pop her in there. All right, so what do you think? Mm. Does he make it through the first term? Nope. Oh, no. Not a, not the a chance. The whole four years? No way. I say he cruises through the next three years. You think really? so? I think, like barely hanging well, on? I, I've seen people in cognitive decline. He he doesn't have physical decline. He's getting around pretty well for an old dude. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, clearly he's cognitively... Unless he's a robot. <laughs> Just kidding. In which I'm case not, he'll be there. I'm not full conspiracy theory yet. No, I, I, I think he's going to be there. And I think they're blocking for him really hard. And they know that if she shows up, it is going to be the shit show of all shit shows. Mm -hmm. There'll have never been anything like it. I think the country. only thing preventing Kamala is from coming in and taking and declaring him incompetent and all that is Biden actually having other people around him going, she's trying to take your spot. Like, I think she's got her own little cougar team trying to take over, mm. but he still has a team of people going, she's trying well, to get the, you the thing, in the ground. The thing about Washington is the vice president has no power. They have no position and they live, they live off site and they're not included in anything. So she she's not in any position to be usurping him. She can't. It's mm -hmm. almost impossible. The vice president is in, by design a very stiff arm character from mm -hmm. administration so that we don't have. If you remember yeah. the first hundred years of the Republic, the vice president was always whoever got the second amount of votes. It would be somebody you were opposed to. Yeah. So the entire institution was set up to completely cock block them away from the White House. I think it's very similar to what's happening right now because they've never liked each other. Yeah. Well, well, a, remember, yeah. they said she said awful things about yeah. him. And you know what? They were all true. He's a shithead. Uh -huh. He was a shithead when he was 35. And He's whatever he said shithead. about her is true, too. Yeah, they're awful. And you know what? I love seeing them both tied to each other like a couple of rabbit dogs <laughs> chewing gonna, on each as other. As you're drowning, you are literally taking each other down. Ha, ha, ha. So, so the one, on one hand... Except I our country's going with it, unfortunately. On one hand, I hate seeing this go on for our country. But on the other hand, I'm like, look, if this is the reckoning we have mm -hmm. to go through to have a generation mm -hmm. of freedom him again yeah okay i think it is like, it has to happen so, right. mouth, you know? we just heard that at amfest i think was it oh gosh who was it charlie or sebastian gorka saying some uh, that um it took a jimmy carter to have a, a ronald reagan that's right and yeah. and i believe that we're oh my we're God. right there baby Wait, like, you see look at the second coming of trump is going to mm, freak people out because he's not coming like a baby mm -mm. He is going to come like he's gonna a wrecking come with ball. A wrath. I tell everybody he is going to come through the temple, <gasps> kicking chairs over with a whip in his hand. A great video, Trump riding the wrecking ball to mm. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I came in like a oh my gosh! Ball. He's don't ruin the, the vision of Trump. You, you need a cartoonist yeah. on your on your staff. <laughs> and I need my my racist game. I've got all kinds oh, of great man. ideas. And your purple haired heffalump. And my purple haired. Oh, oh my god! There's gosh. plenty of those. Trust me, in my in my inbox right now. <laughs> so I go to this first Trump rally way way back. That's what I was going to tell you. And I go with one of my friends who's Jewish and he's a lefty. And he's a capitalist. What? And he, I said, you know, you're a fucking walking contradiction. Mm -hmm. I go, you're a leftist, you know, and you believe in capitalism and you're a leftist. And I so said, somebody who's a sucker to thinking they have to be a leftist to be compassionate. It's something like that. Mm. Um, we could get into it sometime. I'll tell you my four reasons why someone's a Democrat. But he and I walk up to this 
group and they've got them all cordoned off with the Phoenix police. It's the protesters and it's a bunch of purple haired heffalumps. <laughs> and, uh, and so then we posed with them and it was awesome because we posed with them and they were holding up these signs saying that we were Nazis. So my Jewish buddy has got this big Nazi oh sign over my gosh. Oh my and then gosh. I sent it out across the internet and like everybody saw it. It was super funny. We were just cracking up going, I said, that's your side right there, pal. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. He, he went to go to the spectacle with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we watched the thing and I saw him, he was sitting there and he was like, and, 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 and the place was Those awesome. Did it start to infiltrate at all? No, what he, happened? No, it never got him. He's got, he's been, he, you know, he, he watches like morning Joe and MSNBC uh. and all that. And he's just brainwashed. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but it seems like, you know, the founders knew that we'd all be busy raising kids and being married and having jobs and that we couldn't be up to speed on all the issues because right. it took a month to get news from, you know, New York down to Florida, for sure. instance. So, you know, okay, you're not going to be up to speed. So we're going to have this representative democracy. We'll have some experts. That's all they do is stay up to speed on stuff and they'll vote for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, somewhere along the way, uh, the, the, the modern citizen thinks that they're being informed by watching the news. Ugh. So it was Walter Cronkite before we were all born. Well, yeah, it used to be news. It actually was news. Do you think? It, was, it was newser. <laughs> <laughs> it was more newsy than now. You know, the problem with news is it's boring as hell. Mm -hmm. And if you ever watch old clips of the news mm -hmm. with Walter Cronkite, good evening, that folks. Today in Cuba, Havana, Cuba, and that's the news, folks. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. It was yeah. boring as shit. <laughs> and so now they're all competing for eyeballs, mm -hmm. and it turns into more yeah. of an entertainment thing, and yep. then it gets more and more sensational. It's, Basically, it's about ratings. the National Enquirer happened to the news. Exactly. Right? Seriously. Yeah. I believe the Bat Boy exists. I'm starting yeah. to wonder. Yeah. Remember Bat Boy? Yeah. The no, from the National Enquirer, the baby that also has a bat. Oh no, I always put my oh hand my up. God. I always put my hand unless there was a hot chick on the cover. I just put my hand up and oh, blocked bat it from boy. my eyes. Bat boy has made the cover quite a few times. I remember that from being like ten years old. I don't remember a baby that's also half a bat. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. They're comparable. Anyway, I think Joe Biden is actually Bat Boy. I think, I think Bat Boy would do a better job. I think a bat. I think a bat boy would, would do a better job than him. Can we start calling Biden bat boy? Code word. Oh hey, he'll have gosh. no idea why. You know, we've got this situation, and you guys have stepped into the breach uh, with the podcast. We have a group of intellectuals who are separated from empiricism, so they don't believe in the facts anymore. We always, you know, you guys don't hear it in science terms, but as a science guy with a physics and a mathematics and a, chem and a uh, uh, chemistry and uh, background, mm. I, I like empiricism because it calls bullshit on people. Sure. So, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to create energy and there's going to be no more oil. And we're going to do that. And we go, um, oh, hold on a second. Here's the only thing called the first, second, third laws of thermodynamics. That doesn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you talking about? What energy? Magic energy out of your ass? That's not possible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I use empiricism to to quiet people down i'm going well you know that theory is really nice but can you show me a country that's actually worked in anywhere mm -hmm. like that's empiricism right mm -hmm. so we have a group of people who've been educated unconnected to empiricism uh that would be your journalist class columbia nyu harvard yale dartmouth princeton uh uc berkeley uh, and and then they go out and teach a bunch of other people and they inform a bunch of other people 
and there are more liberal arts degrees than there's ever been before, which is a degree in interestingness and opinions mm -hmm. that has no scientific basing. Right. So and there's no empiricism there. They're just talking about what happened and you listen to your talking professor. Talking heads, yeah. And we've told everyone that they are qualified to do so. So they well, have the authority. They have everyone thinks they have the authority. Have authority. authority. Exactly. Right. And then they get on the news and they they spew their BS and then the people just listen to it because well it's gotta be it's on the news. They can't be lying. <laughs> like who can you? This is, you Where's can the fact checkers? It's against <laughs> the law. You can't. They're, they're just telling you the truth. And I'm, and and it, it's they're not they're not telling the truth. No. And they haven't for a long time. If you go back and you listen to the news after you've been set right mm -hmm. every sentence you hear the bullshit yeah mm. if you go watch a television show that you used to think was cool oh my gosh you yep. go back and watch and i'm yeah. in the middle of watching the mayor of kingstown right now it's on paramount okay and there's a scene in there where the main protagonist character's mom is a college professor and she's always every single show they do a, a, a spot where she's talking about slavery and it is absolute mm. anti-American uh -huh. pablum, mm -hmm. and it's and it's in this crime prison, gritty crime prison show, and Sneaking it's even it there. In. It's everywhere. It Gosh, in there. Yeah. Netflix now is just a big propaganda machine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, now that I'm awake, if you will, because I probably wasn't two years ago. Now that I'm paying more attention to all of these things, I will go back. Like I'm going back and watching Grey's Anatomy, and I'm like. This is a little woke for me. Uh -huh. And I'm not yelling at the TV because I'm mad that Meredith broke up with Derek. I'm <laughs> mad because I'm like, there's there's communism there's and tyranny agenda. and an agenda we, and a wokeism. And start seeing it yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and you it, realize they're indoctrinating us every second. We used to like, it was a big, like what movies are coming out on Tuesday? You know, mm -hmm. we, yeah. Yeah, you know, my wife and I, we would go watch movies together. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the superhero films have got this leftist <sighs> cry oh coming. Superman's son is oh bisexual. Gosh. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I just saw this thing with Kirsten Dunst saying that she didn't make she made way less money than Tobey Maguire in oh, Superman or Spider-Man. Spider and, and, and so some, and I think it was uh, Colton actually that posted it that said, I, 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 I was lost on the point, the, where it was called Mary Jane's blah, blah, blah. It's called Superman. He's the star. Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man, whatever. I don't even care. But it's like one of those things where we're, they are trying to find an angle in every single thing and if you break it down it doesn't make sense you girl, that's why they don't want us breaking anything down that's no why we're they being don't want censored. to think about anything mm -hmm. because what they want to do you know they stole women and they've lied to women for decades now with the feminist movement mm -hmm. yep um they basically uh look you guys have wrestled with this and you've seen your peer group wrestle with this and i've seen all the women in my life wrestle with how to balance a narrow window when you can have a family and that same window when you can really launch a big career mm -hmm. and how do we balance that as a culture right and so they've taken that which is a conundrum it is a conundrum isn't it yeah you don't want your daughter to be at the behest of whoever you want her to have something of her own that she can rely sure. on herself yeah i've got a daughter i want her to be able to, i don't want her to be like f the world i'm my own girl hear me roar <laughs> right i want her to not be, i want her to not be helpless sure right yeah. okay because helplessness creates hopelessness, yeah. and I don't want anyone ever feeling like that, right? Um, but they've been lying to people for decades now, saying that uh, it's a mate, it's a it's a it's a patriarchal society that's dominated everyone and oppressed everyone, and the reason you don't have is because a bunch of haves stole it from you. Uh -huh. You're equal to them. <laughs> <laughs> you guys listen to Jordan Peterson uh, at all? 
Uh, I no. Oh my God, you two should. So Wait, I know much. the name though. What what's his podcast or is it a radio? Jordan Peterson. He's the most influential conservative mind of the last probably hundred years. If it, you guys get a chance, you should listen to Jordan him. Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Okay. He's actually a Canadian neuropsychologist, uh, clinical psychologist. He is the inspiration for guys like Ben Shapiro and um, guys like Dennis Prager. Awesome. Uh, you okay. know, like kind of I mean, but yeah. feminism is like one of our hot topics yeah. because we we're both first of <laughs> we have all, authority. So weird. Yeah. Not only that. I identify so radically obscure you know what's amazing is when you really again yes we all have that decision to make okay i'm 23 what am i gonna do you know you mean to freshen you up a little bit no i'm good i'm good she's definitely feeling it i'm feeling it feeling the fire from the scotch but you know what i decided at a moment to stay home with my daughters I still worked a very, very supportive husband. Now I'm almost 50 and I'm going to this whole new space. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm 48. Told you, Botox. <laughs> 48. Joan, just call me Joan. So <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where, again, we talk about women have choices. Right. And we don't have to marry jerks. And right. we don't have to look at babies as huge impositions. And we they're actually, if you marry the right person, you're 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 going to be okay. We, we don't talk about how to have a successful relationship. We talk about how we have to be just like a man, work like a man, make money like a man, and he needs to not open a door and not pay for any... What? Well, what a disaster. Well, and that whole thing's a Modern disaster. culture is saying, too, that you have to choose between the two, but when you marry a supportive man, you don't have to choose between the two, and we are both proof of that. Yes. But secondly, they're saying, well, women you know, are, are bogged down with <clears throat> nine months of pregnancy and then the birth and then maternity <laughs> leave and then they breastfeeding. It's like, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's not a curse. Yeah. That's a choice that a woman makes and it's the best decision she could ever make in her life mm-hmm. to birth a child because that Privilege. moment, every woman knows, that moment when that baby comes out, your life is changed and not for the worse, okay, for right. the better. So quit acting like it's such a burden to be blessed with the ability to recreate human beings and love them unconditionally for the rest of your life oh, i had to give up my career no you could choose to do both if you want to work your butt off and work hard enough you know what but quit blaming that your lack of hard work and your lack of determination and your lack of desire on your kids and your husband for not being supportive and the entire feminist movement but it's a lie because most women actually when they have a baby they us. choose to stay home because they fell in love with something bigger than their paycheck. Uh-huh. Like, they did. And, and now and they want to blame everyone else for that. And why men and women aren't making the same money. Well, more men choose to be engineers. More women decide to be s- kindergarten teachers because we're kind of wired <laughs> a certain <laughs> way. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is this, uh, you could have this conversation until the end of time. Until you got us on a hot days. topic. Yeah. We love feminism. It, it, we it, hate it. it. We do. We hate it. Because well, listen, there's feminism, an order. Feminism has been pitched to three generations of women and 80 some odd percent of women do not identify as feminists <laughs> it's a failure mm-hmm. the whole concepts of failure that was pushed uh, on the world by a bunch of angry lesbians in the 1960s um i've gone to hear some of them speak at harvard and they're and... still pissed off they're crazy oh, they're, they're like they're... It's, it's next level now it's gone from kind of mad to like it almost feels when i'm watching these women it sounds like a demon spewing on people they're it's enraged so bad. and miserable and depressed what's even worse than them because you know maybe they nobody snapped their bean right or kissed them well or hugged them well enough maybe pulled a little hair from behind but they're armpit hair they're or... they're students the Ar- acolytes <laughs> <laughs> can you armpit hair he, my jokes you just keep going i'm like come on laugh at one of my jokes just one that was the good i got you on that one thank you thank you but he doesn't i get him great i totally i get you (laughs) (laughs) that was funny okay go on pull hair 
No, I'm just saying uh, the, 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 there's nothing crazier than a second and third generation feminist because they have fully drunk the Kool-Aid. I sat in a feminist class in uh, college a couple of times, and I was like, man, maybe there's some like cool chicks in here. And uh, uh, Yeah, no. No, no, it wasn't. It was awful. It was the gathering oh, of sure the Huffle Lumps. It was the land of the misfit children. And I'm sitting like this former Marine with a flat top. I'm sitting there in class. I was actually a Marine at the time. I'm sitting there in class and they're saying like, Ew, is man. That, that's not actually true, is it? Like, where did you get that from? Like, I was just asking, like, wait a minute, that's not really true, is it? Well, no. Well, then how do we as a species move forward? Then, well, then, okay, well, but, but in Scandinavia, women all want to be nurses and school teachers. They don't want to build bridges. And then, well, and then oh, I can, and, and they were like, Dad, oh, the fuck out yeah, of here. So, you're ruining their mojo for sure. So you know how students would like take a class and they drop a class. She's like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I would get dropped from the feminine because I just they wanted to, kicked you out. I started to go to them just to be a provocateur. Uh -huh. I, and the only thing you do is like, I was never impolite. I was like, I just ask a question. I just, just want to know, oh. honestly. Oh my god, oh, here he is again. Here so he is again. So it's somebody with a PhD in gender studies from Brandeis University or something, and uh, they're saying this crazy stuff that's not based on anything other than a bunch of junk that a bunch of feminists have told each other back and forth. And then they take history and they weave some crazy story out of random facts. And if you listen to it, if you haven't read any history, you'd go, "Well, God, I." Mm. I guess I should just slit my own throat. I'm awful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Said every white person in all America white right men. now. No, all white men. All white, white men. men. All unless white you're, men. Unless you're married to Kamala Harris or who's that other crazy chick that's always wearing the thing. Oh, they're oh. all married to white men, but yet they're all uh -huh. calling everyone else white supremacists. So weird. White There's such yeah. hypocrisy. So anyway, uh, oh. so talk to me a little bit, ladies. I want to ask okay. you a couple of questions here. And since I'm old. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> this is our warm-up <laughs> oh that was fun um so do you, do you no, we we started we we were like a gallon of milk poured over a bowling ball there for the last we hour were, it was fun what, i was one of the little holes what'd you do professionally did you do anything before this oh heck yeah man i was that chick that was trying to raise kids and be a very successful business owner i had a 25 chair salon in salem oregon okay yeah i built that for about 12 years all right cool. and now i do not no, you do not. No, I do not. What, when did you? When did that end? Um, so that ended. Well, I closed the salon March of this last year. So she got about, cancel cultured out of her business. Yeah. That's oh, why we Oregon. were big Where in Oregon now. Were you? I was in Salem, so I had opened against the mandate back yeah. in May of 2020 as one of the first. And so, um, not only did the government come after me, they threatened my kids, threatened to take my license, threatened to throw me in jail. Um, but cancel culture is really ultimately what got me. It was the whole racist white supremacist thing. Um, BLM said they were going to burn down my salon. I called to arms and 400 armed patriots and proud boys showed up yeah. and protected all of downtown Salem. And, uh, at that point my life took a pretty drastic turn. And so it's wild. Oregon yeah. is such a beautiful place. It mm -hmm. reminds me of Paris filled with shitheads. Mm. Yeah. Um, the whole place, I went up there for a knife show a few years ago and I remember, uh, Jeff, who's my kind of my right hand guy out in the, uh, out in the knife world. We just said, what a bunch of fucking morons they're, around here. They're pretty There's bad. people shitting and camping yep. everywhere. Yep. This beautiful town is full of all these fucking hippies. And then we would go out to eat and you go to these places and, um, I'm always leery. It's so funny. So I'd ask him, 
I like talking to people wherever they are, no matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I said to this guy, we went to this really nice place, ordered this charcuterie that was all handmade in Love. this place. And I, I said, Sounds hey. like Oregon. Yeah. I said, hey, tell me about this. Oh, how, I said, how long has this been here? She said, oh, this is great. We've been here since uh, <laughs> two years ago. It was an old brewery. It's wonderful. We pull our tips. And I said, whoa, whoa. Uh, we pull your tips? Yeah. So does that mean we're going to get mediocre service today? What yep. do you mean? Pretty much. Oh, no. It just means like if you're having a bad day, everybody covers for us and we all share the tips. Oh, it's so, good. Socialist I know. And I, I, was like, socialist I actually worked at a restaurant like that once and I worked there for about a week. And then I was like, yeah, I make more money when I don't do it this way. And yeah. I'm like, you dirty fucking commie. I mean, I was just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so hustling. I'm like, well, She's that's like, commie talk. That's commie talk there with your uh, Doc Martin boots on. You know, you can yeah. make a lot more. You're pretty cute and you seem like you're good at this. Somebody sucks here. I know. Right. You're covered in there. That's ass. exactly what happens. Exactly. And, yes. And it, and then what happens is you have syrup uh, service just like in Europe. Mm-hmm. All of Europe, the service mm-hmm. is awful. Yeah. And and that's what we're heading to here. Uh-huh. So uh, let me get back to <laughs> I want to look at pre, pre- check it. my questions. Oh uh, my god! Okay, so you guys are both doing this now full time. Yeah. Um, how much of your day is spent doing this and prepping for your These show? Are funny questions. Oh wow. We both told our husbands we were just gonna like do a radio show. We only record an hour every two weeks. No big deal. Actually, well, yeah, and it was we, that. Yeah, it was. It was a half hour. And then before you knew it, we had to have emails and a website and a Google business and we had to rewrite our shows and book our guests and it's literally a full-time job i mean it's literally a full-time but job. you know what we both feel like we didn't want to do it half-assed like it was yeah I, I and i feel like that's where her and i both we have such a great partnership is we both have been really hard work workers since i mean i've been working since i sound like one of those old people 14 years old uphill, uphill both food. ways in the snow but i really i grew up pretty like lower income half mexican started working when i was 14 Racist. went to school w- during what the, half mexican the day <laughs> because people assume i'm a scottsdale blonde this is great go ahead people i always say this. go ahead people assume i'm a scottsdale blonde that like oh her husband just paid for her to uh, you no. are a scottsdale blonde but you're a half I am mexican now, scottsdale but blonde. you know what i worked my little tail off and look at mom she's moving my whiskey away because i'm getting all fired up but um you could fire it up girl fired up Arriba. So, you know, I would leave my daughter in the morning. I was a single mom, left my daughter to go to school during the day, work at night. And so I have such a huge issue with people wanting to milk, off, like, mm. you know, leech off of a of a social program. Social Dude, program. Yes. When, yeah. when I raised my daughters to go and work hard so that they could have a great life. And we were just talking to a college kid, actually. Her and I were in, at Thousand Oaks and Godspeak. And, of course, we're in the hot tub relaxing. And this college kid gets in. We're like, sorry. And I can't keep my mouth shut. We're like, shut. sorry, you're going to talk politics whether you like it or not. I know you think we're just hot chicks. But we're going to we're gonna change your mind. I didn't say we were hot chicks. Yes, you did. But anyway, we would <laughs> never. She goes, ladies, yeah. hot, hot tub and with Jesus. Hot tub. <laughs> so we're sitting there with this kid. And by the end of the conversation, you know, we're asking him all these questions because he's a, he's looking at Berkeley. Where was he looking? USB, uh, oh, yeah. His thing. dad was there. Uh, his dad was there. The and we're talking to him. And he goes, well, I feel like we should give underprivileged, under-income kids a better chance Basically, at getting we'd... into college. And I said, well, what does that look like? That means, you know, you take the same test. They do. They they don't do as well as you and they get in. 
He said, well, yeah, I mean, I, I was blessed with tutors and I was blessed with a parents that could afford it. And I was blessed with all. I said, so you're saying they should beat you out. You're saying that. He said, well, would you give up your space? Would you give up your, your After space? you worked your whole life and your daddy and mommy paid for this whole life. Basically, yeah. we read. So we're basically doing this whole thing. And I said, let me tell you something. I make enough money now for my daughters to have a tutor. I make enough money now for all the things you're talking about. But I had to do the work to get there. Where does this end? So I would have been the underprivileged person that you give the scholarship to, right? How is that fair? How is it fair that I go and do all the work, go to school, go to, you know, leave my daughter, do all the things. I create this life for her and now she can't have it because she's too privileged. Where does it end? So we're having this, con these are the kind of, when we get together, like <laughs> it's just nonstop, but we have these conversations because it doesn't make sense. There is no well, so what I see going on, and this is why young people are so susceptible to this, is there's there is the disparity of life. It is everywhere. We've thrown a couple trillion dollars at it since the Johnson administration. Poverty has moved almost not 1% in the United States. So there's a disparity and a feeling of guilt for success. Mm. And there's no class in high school where they go, hey, listen, you know, the reason you want to work and get ahead so that you can have a better life and the better life gives you more money which gives you freedom to become something more self-actualized mm -hmm. to be more authentically you because mm -hmm. if you don't have enough money to be authentically you you have to hustle for everybody else yeah and so no one's having discussion about it's actually good to succeed it's good to pile up shekels it's good to have options and everyone's guilty about it now no one's made sense of it all yeah, well, you're not not yeah. to mention that the American dream is to build all that not because you're a selfish prick, but because you're going to have kids and pass that on to your kids. So what kind of parent are you if you say, oh, I'm not going to work that hard and I'll let everyone else provide so that they can provide for your kids? There's a a legacy to be left. There's, you know, there's a, a business aspect to be left and, and a but wealth that, to be left to your it, children. But it almost doesn't happen. And that's almost the fool's errand. Because 90% of in millionaires in the United States are self-made. There is very mm -hmm. little inherited wealth in this country. Very right, but, but the way that they doing. raise their kid, though, the, the, the opportunities they can give their kid, as opposed to saying, oh, too bad, you're going to just struggle. Well, no, you worked that hard because you want to help your kids. Well, you want to just, give them yeah. every opportunity. And not just the kids, but think about it. How many people you employed by being a mm -hmm. business owner. Th this is what they forget is business owners you are, create yeah. jobs. You create, you create, you create an out for, for poverty. You create so, a way out of poverty. So I think there is a poverty thinking about wealth. There are those of us mm -hmm. who are very low income and we arrive at some money and then we still have poverty thinking about having wealth mm -hmm. and, and it's a very i call it the italian off the boat immigrant i'm gonna make a bunch of money to leave my pizzeria to my son tony <laughs> <laughs> and uh i think about it more altruistically than that it's um humans have so many hours in a life to spend towards the collective towards the hive they should be productive as possible mm -hmm. and if you're really productive it means you've raised everyone around you mm -hmm. you don't just yeah, Elon Musk didn't just baby. shoot up on a flagpole. Right. He brought a hundred thousand or a million or ten million people with him. Yep. And uh, and we don't do all this to give it to our kids because we know from history that ruins children. Mm. Right. We we want to raise the people around us. Mm -hmm. Who who is he or she who would not make the world a better place? Marcus Aurelius. You know we are to make the world a better place, mm -hmm. and that is by being efficient.
It's by being productive. It's by raising the station of everyone. All the people that worked in your salon, mm -hmm. all the subcontractors you spend money with. It raises the tide for everyone. That's right. And if you happen to belong to a successful bloodline of people doing that, you're going to have more options. Mm -hmm. What's driven me crazy is like, what's the point of me stacking up all this money if I can't stroke somebody 50 bucks and get a table right now? Mm. Right. Like, I'm pissed off. It doesn't matter if you have money anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because... I can't get a table at a goddamn restaurant in this town unless I schedule it two weeks out on fucking to go table <laughs> and or bring their vaccination called. card with you. Oh, it's a boil. Well, I, I wouldn't do that. Not no. here. But like, you know, you, you can't cut in line anywhere with your money. You can't get a table anywhere with your money. Yep. Everyone resents you for having it. You can't cut in line at a club. I'm like, what's the point? Wait a minute. What kind of clubs are you going to? I, I can cut in line all the time. That's because <laughs> oh, yeah. she's a hot chick. Yeah, the girls, it, half Mexicans I'm always TV. get in. Oh my gosh, she's like, it's because I'm Mexican. Yeah, she, she plays the Mexican card. Yeah. No, if, if you do, Martina's, are you being racist? Put <laughs> me in the front. <laughs> there are like, I have a huge female Mexican. I don't stand in mine Mexican, just because I'm old. Just, you know, I have a huge female <laughs> Mexican contingent who watches this show. You know, they're huge Hispanic like, Well, she's your gal. This is what really happens. She hobbles to the front with her cane. And then she starts swinging at the bouncer. I have about 3 million crazy white guys who are loading a gun right now who watch the show that's about that's pretty you much. guys are my guys hey. <laughs> yep. all right so let me get back to you here I'm this a, is so I'm, fun i'm I like all right glass our, our rants are like 10 minutes long uh -huh. i gotta drag you guys Not back like on drag, drag you back on the stage um and so when did you guys start the podcast how long ago two months it's, oh, it's you guys are fresh. how many shows have you done 12 Oh my goodness, yeah. you guys have done 12 we're shows. Yeah, we're now. like new, new, Yeah, you're new. like, why am I having these Why do you think on? we're so excited oh about God, it still? You guys are no, awesome. no, so I've had a radio show since last February that I'm actually letting go. It's more of a faith-based show for the political side with yeah. her. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh, you know, I was talking to, um, and I think, you know, what you guys can do can be really important. I was talking to uh, some of the folks who are running for governor. And I said, you know, the most important thing I think you can do is be a goddamn baller. Be a mic-dropping baller. Do not be a wussy letting your staff mm, pull we, you by the leash. We got our baller. I, I'm like, you guys, who do you think your baller is going to be? Our, for governor? Yeah. Oh, our baller is Carrie Lake. All right, so you guys are going for Carrie. Yeah, we're okay. team we're Carrie. Team. Woo! All right. We're on the team, baby. Fair yep. enough, fair enough. Um, She's I, tough. What do you, yeah, do you agree? Do you concur? Just say yes. I really don't want to argue with you. Okay, I'm not going to argue I'm just with kidding. you. I'm just kidding. We're telling Greg this to say yes. Just say yes, Greg. Okay. We know that's your just special thing. Just give a thing. personal endorsement. Okay, okay. It's a woman's world. Just do as Don't you're told. Don't be a white racist Don't be man, a critical thinker. Gloria yeah. Steinem told me to agree with you girls. <laughs> Watch the end. Right. Oh, shoot. I was at a speech with Gloria. I was at a thing with lecture with Gloria Steinem. Uh, and uh, she yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't a answer any men's questions. Oh, my God. It's just insane. Yeah, it was so funny. And she opened up with like 100 words that have the word man in them human manhole oh i can't even she, handle it it was so funny oh my what a gosh waste of time well i had to How do it for a class great well, no i'm talking life... about her not you i'm yeah, talking yeah. about yeah anyway <laughs> no um, imagine a life a so wasted... great imagine a life so great that you have to make up things to be angry yeah. about every morning. i know that is something like, we, talk, we love to talk about yeah talk to me a little bit about what your mission is because um as you guys are a dozen you're your dirty dozen in um what's <laughs> well, your i'm sorry we're what 
Dirty yeah. dozen. dozen. Twelve shows. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my gosh. Lindsay's, Lindsay's mind is in the gutter today. Okay. I don't know. She got around nine. I'm going to need a weird. written apology after this episode <laughs> of all of the nasty things you've said to us. <laughs> I haven't said anything nasty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Purple hair. Okay, what's purple. our mission, Lindsay? Our, our mission is to put steel in the spine of believers, of conservatives. Our goal is to bring to light topics that some people are too afraid to talk about and to encourage others to speak up for their beliefs, um, to stand up for their kids, to advocate for what they believe in, to advocate for freedoms. Um, there's a balance between getting on the radio podcast and venting. Um, there's a difference between doing what everyone else is doing, which is just talking about family or hiking or sports or even just politics. We both feel called to take voices that can't be canceled. She can't be canceled and I've already been canceled. Mm -hmm. And using that voice to encourage others about the blessings that come when you do speak up and speak for truth. And, and I've and taking we both action, personally just taking action. experienced that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a lot. What? And that was the the elevator pitch. The elevator pitch is this. Two Christian women led to speak up for what's right. It's just time. It's it, there. There comes a time when it, you have to do what's right, not what's easy. We are there. It, it, it and it, you know Charlie Kirk says this. I keep talking about Charlie because he's so brilliant. But it's the fact that he needs a new there, fucking barber. There though. comes a time he's got the the fro going right. He's got now. the boof on. I think it's his Kramer. It's his signature. It's I think signature it's his signature Kramer. now. Honestly, but, I'm like. <laughs> you old right, man. Go ahead, look at kid. Ready. Go ahead, kid. Tell go me what's kid. on your mind. Tell me what's on. <laughs> but no, it's there comes a t it's going to cost you something and it, and it, it, to me it's like what's more important you say like lynn says you know you'll take a bullet for your kid but you won't take a mask off of them in the grocery store because someone might give you a dirty look come on now get a grip you know and, and you know every time i'm walking around without one or she's walking around what we do is empower other people like oh ugh. it's like give me a break you guys you're not willing to take a mask off your three-year-old's face what happens when stuff really starts to happen there you know there's it, an aspect of being on the radio saying certain things, but then actually living that life too. Yes. Right. Like you are not going to catch me or my children in a mask. And I have walked away from thousand dollar concerts because I refuse to get tested. That's my body, mm -hmm. my choice. I'm not sick. You don't have a right to test me. I've walked, I've canceled flights. I've canceled trips. It you, When you walk the walk and they hear your voice on the times, radio. How many times have you been arrested in the last two years? Mm. Not once. Not once. No, I'm very kind. But isn't I, that amazing? I'm very but kind when I'm mask But think about that. We're doing it. I am you doing know, it. I have I flied have... 36 times without a mask. 36 times. I have flown 36 times without a mask. On the plane? Yes. How did you get away with it? You have a bottle of water with a straw and you're drinking. Did you use the airplane? Did you use a mask to get on the airplane? I put it. I had it below my chin. Okay, so you faked, and then I walk on the airplane. So you faked them out and played dodgy with them. Totally. Okay. Total dodgy. And then I used to be a flight attendant. So when that little dingy ding goes off, we're cleared for departure. They sit their butt down. All right, I'm done faking it, and I sit back and I just enjoy my fresh air. It's there's mm -mm. there's ways if you're thinking about it and you're making it a point and you're this is a lifestyle, okay? And other people need to realize that if you don't step up and do even just your tiny percentage, you're making it harder for those of us we who do this a hundred percent of the time i fight yeah. for my rights and my freedoms 
and my kids' freedoms 100% of the time. I've probably had the cops called on me 50 times. Yeah, that's a badge of honor, bro. Uh, It's crazy. And And my my kids, during the height of it all, they're like, yeah, we're not even going with you, Dad, because we're like, oh, God. Okay, you know what, Greg? Can I just say how much I appreciate that and love Mm -hmm. that and respect that? I went to Costco. This is such a stupid... Oh, my God, I've got great Costco stories. Grandma story, right? (laughs) Oh, I have great Costco stories. So in my ministry, I'm like getting all loaded up because I'm like, you guys... It's Thanksgiving. I'm going to go in the back. I'm going to get my pumpkin pie. I'm not wearing a mask. Who's going with me? And they're like, yeah. But I, I did it by myself. Went to the back without my mask. Ooh. People are looking at me like, oh, my God. And this oh, woman with a clipboard is like following me like, oh, my God. Or, you know, she's trying to track me down. I'm hurrying. I'm like, this is like a Which game Costco? now. The this one is like a Scottsdale? game now. Cave Creek. Oh, the Cave Creek one? Yeah. So oh, my I, God. I've I, had my run-ins at that place. This woman comes up to me with her little boy. You guys, this should empower you. This woman comes up to me, her little boy is like five, and he's looking at me like this, like big, wide-eyed, like, <gasps> and she goes, how are you getting away with this? And I go, I just said my prayers and walked in and do it. I mean, this is what we're they talking about. They don't even about. try. People don't even so try. They don't this, even try. This was, uh, so I stopped going to Costco for at least a year, and I used to go there pretty regularly. It was kind of like, it was kind of fun for me on the way home. I'd stop at Costco, kind of run through there, see if they got any cool new things I could impulse shop over, right? So I... Uh, show my uh, thing to get in and I walk in without the mask fast and they can't walk away from the door because they're supposed to man the door That's right sir sir your mask sir sir you need a mask I know, and they you be yelling keep at me. walking you could be and deaf so for all they know I just keep like, doing uh, seriously oh hold on I go down past the TVs I take a left at the fucking jewelry people I pass the guy who's selling the water filter now there's the manager with me yeah we got a cone set we could go they were backing people away from me sure you need to put a mask on and I would just be like I would and as they're talking to me, I would just look by and just walk right by them. Mm-hmm. And that drives, they don't even know what to do. They right. don't. Because so, they're not actually going to chase you through the, at oh, least you would think. They in Vegas, me, I did this. They don't in do Vegas, this Vegas, they go, oh, ma'am, do you have a mask? Yeah, I do. So it's I got, in my pocket. I got all the way down to the um, where the meat is in the Cave Creek Costco. And I get all the way down to there. And now they're around me. And they're all over me. Which is so safe. They're and all I, around. They're yep. circling. Are yep. they six feet away? And I go... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They were okay. they were like hand. I, was, I said, I can't hear you. Can you take your mask down? Because oh I don't know what you're gosh. doing. I'm sorry, I can't hear oh, you. Oh, that's perfect. And they were like, uh, and they started, sir. And they got the mask, sir. If you uh-huh. can trust, you need to put the mask on. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you take your mask down, please? My husband's gonna lose and his mind over this right now. They would take their masks down and they would talk to me, and I'd go, "You're spitting all over me, man." And I put would just walk on. away, and they were like, "Oh no, I was just." fucking with them because i was so sick of We're the bullshit so it is ridiculous and they should feel stupid it's like we've been trying to be nice this whole time this whole time being nice, almost two years nice doesn't work no it doesn't and they're mean they harass they attack they call names they spit they tackle they call the cops why in the world are we concerned with how we're coming off to them anymore i guess like, yes, we're good christian people but what is, what is, see, I'm going to be honest, Christianly what, non-compliant. What, this is where we go. We go into what is good. What is good is standing up for freedom for mm-hmm. you, for me, you, and your neighbor. Good is doing what is right in the long run. Yep. This is not okay. The, what is happening is not okay. The problem is the government never backs off from anything it takes. And we've seen this. They have a long history of overreach. Mm-hmm. So my friends who are annoyed by it, even some of my conservative, I go, look, you're a fucking rhino, phony-ass conservative. I go, do you? 
I, I'd say this to my friends. Oh, okay. I was you like, guys are fucking totally phonies. not. Okay. And they'll like whisper why, me why, off. Why? Why? Where does that come from? Or they'll say, Greg, would you, you can come over to dinner tonight, but please don't bring up politics around my wife. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, stop it. Oh, yeah. This is like Repub like people actually, yeah, like so political people? Yeah. And I'm like, don't talk politics with political people? Well, you know, the husband's conservative and the wife's not so much. I just have, I, I've had enough of it. I've just had enough of it because. Um, I I'm, I just got this book in that Jordan Peterson was talking about, and it says, I forget what it was, but it's about what happened in Germany in 1936. And it was about, you know, I, don't, I can't remember if it was Edmund Burke or it was somebody famous who said, uh, some intellectual who said, the only thing necessary for evil to happen is for good, good men, men to, to do say nothing. nothing. That's right, brother. Yep. And so I feel like it's my obligation to object under constitutional grounds. Yep. And the thing is about rights we almost, most people never use their rights. You almost never use them. Mm -hmm. Greg, that's why we're in this place of apathy. We've been so spoiled in America yeah. that we've had it really made, right? I mean, that's that's why people are like, this is just going to go away. It's not going it's away. It's not going away. I said the data. There's a reason it's not going away because people are being compliant. And yeah. because people well, aren't Why is it okay for the left? This is the thing. It's okay for them to riot, to burn, to mm -hmm. do what they did to you, to bully you out of your city, out of your home, mm -hmm. come attack your children. But we, on the other hand, you rip our election off and we can't even march to the Capitol without we being called our hands terrorists. Our yep. I was sitting on the airplane with two little 70-year-old women who saw their election get stolen from them. They're not terrorists. I was teasing them like, oh, you guys little terrorists? Oh, yeah. No. When do we finally say is enough enough? And you know what makes me so furious about that is those people from January 6th are still in jail. Unbelievable. Who, who Unbelievable. is getting them out and why, why, where aren't we? I, I, put I guess it on Marjorie why Taylor Greene is one of the only one who's God been there. Her, but yeah. why aren't we standing at the, just like they would do over George Floyd, why aren't we at the Capitol standing there saying, get them out today. We're mm -hmm. not leaving till they're out today. It's pretty unbelievable why how is they've this happening? treated. I'll but, tell you why it would happen because that's why you, people you, don't stand up We though. were at the January 6th, okay? I got tear gassed for just standing there. I wasn't even near anyone, busting where, where through any at? windows. Where I was you? at the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. yeah. And I got tear gassed for standing there doing absolutely nothing. We all know that if we go and stand outside those walls and say, release these prisoners, we're just going to get tear gassed. But that's but just Liz, what's going to, they're just going to bomb us all. This is the why. I just answered my own question. That's why people on the right don't stand up because they watch people stand up and now they've been in jail for nine months and yep. no one's doing a thing about exactly, it. Yeah. That's why. It pisses me off. Yeah. I have seen what's gone on and I'm so, you know, I hear these congress, they were saying so many congressmen are retiring this cycle because they are, have so much trauma from what happened on January Oh, oh my gosh. No, I, they're retiring to save their butt from freaking yeah. losing. You're retiring because you're in an ineffectual body to begin with and you're getting ready to be in the minority and you know it. Yeah. Yep. And what a joke. January 6th, they, they weren't, the only people who got killed there was an unarmed veteran. Yep. There was, there, there was no killing going on. There was a lot of selfies going on. Yeah. There was a little bit of mayhem going on. But, was, but, but, but can you imagine, I mean, we're being there, beautiful, People saying, you know, God singing, God bless America. Aren't we allowed? We're allowed to protest. There's a protest happening. Everyone else can protest but us. Yeah. This, and this is why the right, again, I you go back to crazies on the left, wimps on the right. Because, because why the leftists would have been down there every day until those people it's, were out. They'd be burning that's the Capitol. The, well, that's there, the there's, difference. There's two reasons, right? There's turn the other cheek, which is at the core of so many conservatives. And there's also, I've got a job and I just don't have 
the energy yeah, for this. I actually have a job. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, right. You're absolutely job. right. Yeah. I have, um, I have responsibility. And, and and then the left, you know, they're unhinged because they think they're right no matter what. You know, if your husbands came home to you and said, hey, I'm really mad at the neighbors. Let's just kill one of them and that'll quiet them down for a while. Would you negotiate with them? I was like, eh, let's chop off a leg or an arm or something. You say, let's maybe stab them and you know, you you say, know, hurt them. You say, no, are you out of your goddamn mind? What's wrong with you? Do we, yeah. Let's get you to a doctor. What's wrong? We can't negotiate with these people right, anymore. Terrorists. And they I'm are. They're done terrorists. With them and I think they're terrorists. Yep. I think you're modern. Anybody, I see two groups of people going on right now in the left right now. And they're all under four, you know, there's only four reasons to be a leftist. And I see two. Oh, you are going to cover them. I see, but mm-hmm. I see two groups. Okay. I see um, the legacy leftists who thinks it's still the party of Walter Concrete. Right. And uh-huh. The JFKs. Yeah. They and grandfathered I, in. Yeah, and I'm almost kind of like, I get it. I'm okay, but you know, it's time to wake up. If you, if you don't see what's going on, maybe you shouldn't have the right to vote. Like, I'm a hostile about that. Yeah. yeah. And then you see another group. They're deconstructionists. They're nihilists. They're Marxists. They're leftists. And they want the destruction of the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, hey, listen, you're either with us or you're against yeah, us. Thank you. And you're an enemy. When they like, started enemies preaching... enemies of the state, in my opinion. Yeah, there's been a, a unity preach ever since Biden allegedly got elected and i i just said i don't i don't want to be mean but i don't want to unify with you i i we have there's no middle ground for me i'm not going to compromise my morals and beliefs and values down to your level because you're here on the moral level and rightists are here conservatives are here you want us to unify which means we have to come down to you i don't think so i'm not going to compromise on some well, that, pretty that's hardcore values like i'm you know, how do you compromise on killing someone? Thank you. How do you compromise on burning the country down? Right. People say, oh, we just need to get together. No, the fuck I agree. We don't. You we can need only... to burn their fucking house down. Yeah. what we need to do. Okay, well, you know what? This is exactly when Ooh, people like think that the Christian, the Christian has been taught to, again, you know, like you said, turn the other cheek. There's another side to that. You know, so I was confronted in, in a conversation where it's like, Brandy, well, what do you care more about? Jesus or the country? I go, well, that's not... On, it's like saying, do you care more about Jesus or your family? Of course, Jesus being my God, he comes way first. But if somebody's coming after my family to kill them, I'm going to defend them and kill them first. I, that's how I feel about this country. They're, they are trying to kill the most beautiful place that's ever existed for mankind that has ever happened. The only light where people get on boats, risk their butts in shark infested water to get here for a reason. And they're, and you've got these little kids saying, uh, I hate America. You don't know what you hate because if you knew what you were talking about, you wouldn't be having this conversation. And it's mm-hmm. kind of what Jesus said when he was about to die on the cross. They don't know what they're doing because if they did, they wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. It's totally true. I believe that. Yeah, my, forgive, uh, forgive them, Lord, forgive for they know them. not what they, they do. They knew not what they do because yeah. if they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't be doing it. That's why the guy from Greece is call is renaming himself freedom he knows the difference and i love that he fucking shit talked and called out lebron james Uh, he knows knows the difference yeah so i you know we see these marxists they're siding with uh the dirty rotten commie chinese at this point Mm -hmm. um they you know the nba Mm, is completely nike boycott it if you're wearing nikes take them off what's happening (laughs) i get so mad about it i get so mad about that (laughs) well you know nike's a weird example and they make all over southeast asia and they make in uh, vietnam they make in cambodia they make in several places and they and i know they have a huge market in china but i i'm the thing is we have (laughs) to decide how to have this war that i've been having with china for 15 years Everyone now is new to China. I've been having this war with China for a long time. And, uh, 
you should have seen a month ago we were getting a 1.5 million attacks per hour out of china on our website trying to shut us down wow yeah fortunately i hired a guy who's a cybersecurity expert and he was on it while it was happening and he was showing me in real time you know 10 20 million attacks just brute force trying to that's crazy yeah pretty insane we I, see you and i wouldn't have believed it if i you know if i hadn't seen it but i've been a huge critic of what's going on in china you know i'm not like uh i don't hate foreigners i don't hate no. immigrants i'm a i'm a family of you know half my family we're all immigrants uh and i believe in the you know there is a connected world economy of stuff going on around the world and there are supply chains that are all connected what i'm against is the wholesale thievery and the use of slaves mm -hmm. to be out, uh, to outcompete yeah uh, absolutely. the competition like you're talking about like nike's little five cent sweat factory where they use china to pay they use they pay little chinese people five cents an hour well, to make their shoes of, that a, a million of, dollar lebron a lot of nike stuff's made in vietnam so it's outside of that paradigm but they're so hungry for that chinese business because of the nba mm -hmm. that they're willing to look over the execution of the ugars and the slavery of people and you know people in this country talk about how awful it was 200 years ago and how bad white men are you can go buy a person right now in the world. Mm -hmm. Get on an airplane. You yeah. can go buy someone. Oh my yeah. god! Like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can go to Africa and buy someone. And in China, there is slave labor going on right now. And you can buy someone right here in Arizona. I mean, this is one of the biggest epidemics happening in the world right now that no one's talking about. We're talking about masking our kids. We're not caring yeah. that two thousand of them are going missing a day. Mm -hmm. right. That's another whole right. rabbit hole. Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of politicians, and we've been talking about the border a lot. But clearly, there's a humanitarian crisis that's going on because yeah. when the third world comes here they're tired uh, huddled poor hungry masses they don't bring affluence and morality a lot of times they bring the third world with them mm -hmm. and the third world to most americans who haven't even been there the third world is pretty ugly and it's pretty base if the third world all over this country is all over this planet is a place where you don't even prosecute incest because there's bigger fish to fry wow and they're all coming here mm -hmm. wow 2.3 million so far this year the biggest record illegal border crossing in in u.s history and, and you let's know, go they, brandon yeah, yeah they do have a different like you said a set of rules yeah a different standard of living i mean you look at muslim culture i mean we just saw on cnn they highlight a story of a nine-year-old girl being sold to an old man to be his wife because her family can't afford rice yeah. i mean this is on cnn mm. and it, it's like we're we're we are avo avoiding humanitarian real crisis over this fake crisis so that pfizer can make 184 billion dollars yeah we're avoid we're, whatever yeah, it is yeah, now i don't yeah. even know i mean yeah, it's crazy but it's crazy and it's like it's mass propaganda we're, i mean i feel like flyers should be falling from the sky no we're having fights over um multi-gender bathrooms in disneyland where you spend 300 dollars to go in and spend 500 dollars. yeah we're having that kind of argument while you can literally we could get in a car right now drive down uh, I tend Tucson get out of the vehicle as it turns west to, uh, or as it turns east we could start walking towards the border and we would step across bodies yeah there are dead people littering the desert out there and uh and you know, there's, traf bathrooms. there's trafficking going on and there's real slavery in the world you know Greg doesn't this just it to me it's so demonic because in the word of God says that the Satan is the great deceiver we're being there. It's just a complete, it's like a little kid 
who that you dis- you just shakes a different toy when they want something else. It's mm-hmm. like we're all that little kid that's just being distracted with whatever shiny thing they like th- they want to throw out at us. Yeah, you know, I uh, I feel like the way our the body politic breaks down discourse here. It's not about fixing anything. And if you are intellectual and you're well educated, but nobody ever checks you on the numbers, mm-hmm. you can be full of shit and you don't know it. <laughs> And I think if you're a politician and you're never checked on do you fix anything, you're full of shit and you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a farmer can't lie. You know, a farmer gets a yield per acre. Mm-hmm. Um, manufacturing, one of the reasons I love manufacturing is it's so honest. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it. What we get done at the end of the month is a fucking number. Right. You, there's no faith. There's no arguing. I don't have any problem with faith, but it's not a great place to argue from because it doesn't sway people. Um, having faith in ourselves and what we're doing is really important for the bedrock of who we are, but it doesn't help our argument and the numbers help my argument. And I love arguing leftists because they don't even know their numbers. So it, the great thing about leftists is I never come in them with faith because I have my own faith. Mm-hmm. They have faith in their opinions. Right. They yep. don't have any empiricism to back it up. So they're talking shit most of the time (laughs) and they're very passionate about it, but they don't know why they're so pro-choice. They don't know why they're against the death penalty. They don't understand why uh, they are so pro-government. They don't, they're unreflective. They lack the capacity for self-reflection. So if we talk about subtle things with them, they don't even have the capacity to observe themselves and see how crazy they are. Right. So I just go at their own ideas. I kind of pick away at them. I, mm-hmm. I pull at them a little bit. Well, how come you think that? Well, how does that work? Well, the truth is when you get two questions in on any liberal, they don't know why they believe anything. Uh-huh. Right. It's true. They don't know anything. And I, and I'm talking about people with PhDs. Yeah. They can tell you some bullshit, but you say, well, but why do you think that is? Or you ask them, say, well, where did that happen? So, well, that's not what I've read. Where did you get that from? And then if you know the thing that they cite, you go, well, that was wildly discredited as being fringe. That's not even scholarly work. That's fringe fantasy propaganda. You're actually re- quoting that in an argument. I love going at the leftists on their ideas. I don't even bring mine to the table half the time. <laughs> well, you're lucky you get that far because I've tried so, like I've given up now, of course, but I've tried multiple times to have rational, rational reasonable conversations and like we said, it, it just ends in name calling and harassing and attacking. And it's like, if you can even get to a point where you find someone willing to have a rational conversation, that person is worth devoting that time to because they're listening and maybe you'll talk some sense into them and maybe they'll talk some sense into their friends. Aristotle mm-hmm. had this great perspective on this. And he said, you know, uh, he talked about never attacking someone for their beliefs and their opinions because uh, beliefs and opinions Uh, are inherently not factual Mm -hmm. the most important thing to do is to find out where they stand and ask them questions that force them to take a little step outside their comfort zone and what happens is there's a great learning that happens when you step away just like if you guys have been to church and you've heard uh your pastor or your minister or whatever you call them her it they um, (laughs) no we don't we don't (laughs) there's no they if you hear something profound being said it sometimes it takes a while for it to kind of resonate and there's a learning moment that can happen way after the fact. Mm-hmm. So I love talking with people about uh, their their positions. And I feel like it's so important to know the left's position. And since they worship at the altar of science, 
you better goddamn speak science. Mm. And if that's what your faith is, and then I always, I love asking, what did you do in college? What, what do you do? Well, they're in marketing sales. They went to, you know, they have a communications degree from Pepperdine University. And I go, mm -hmm. okay, so, so then I go, oh, so you had three prerequisite science classes in your entire life and, and your whole worldview is based on a subject for which you have done nothing and know nothing. Mm -hmm. awesome let's talk yeah <laughs> so i just love chatting with people and you know it's it, you know it, it, i know people on the right they're always a little apprehensive when they start hearing me talk about empiricism and science that's where the argument can be won mm -hmm. it cannot mm -hmm. be one talking about jesus and god mm -hmm. because sure. they're done the minute you, know you say it they think they're a though? moron no it's you know what this is the thing about that when it comes to because people have said to me do you want to go talk about faith do you want to talk about jesus you may lose people and I'm, I, you know what? My ultimate goal, of course, I want America to be saved. My ultimate goal is different. My ultimate goal is save souls than America or vice, both in the, very important to me. But if I'm having a conversation with 10 people and one of them sees the light because they're already lost. It's like, you may lose people. No, they're already lost. If one gets found to me, my ultimate goal and Lynn's too, is we, our opinions in both of us agree our opinions don't matter our opinions aren't sovereign we are just two women in 2021 that the lord has put here for such a time as this but we're not sovereign we're not if we have a god the word god means sovereign over all things even my opinion even my emotion even my that's what the left doesn't get my emotions and my opinions don't run my whole world view whereas somebody who's on the left their crotch may run their whole world world view right. my god runs my world view i actually check myself with a higher power i don't think i'm that person that's the difference. I, in, I know in my my hierarchy is slightly different. I, I know what's happened to the God quotient around the planet in the last hundred years. He's been killed. He's dead almost everywhere. And it's been under the left in Marxism. Mm -hmm. So I believe in the kind of Judeo-Christian tenets that have made this country what it is. And it really, they are foundational to what this country is. Yep. And what do you do in a modern society that is not gazed on that right now because they're not wondering, looking up at the sky, wondering when the next rain's going to come so they have food this year. Mm -hmm. You know, we've changed in a more modern world. We don't look up to the clouds anymore. We look out to the stars. So we have a slightly different perspective. But my thing is this, the most important thing, more important than God for me is the Republic. Because if the Republic is not here in 50 years, there will be no God being preached and there will Brother, be no lesson that. if we don't keep this vacuum of the republic it is an amazing place for a reason and even the founding fathers kept god at a cornerstone not at the central feature they kept it as a cornerstone because they're like this has to be open to everyone mm -hmm. they were struggling with islam in 1783 they already were you know our first war was with muslims mm -hmm. you know the barbary pirate the Barbary pirates on the north coast of Africa, we, we liberated thousands and thousands of Christians who'd been held in slavery for 400 years. I, you know, what I listened to when Lindsay and I were in Thousand Oaks listening to David Barton, have you watched, heard any of David Barton? Mm -mm. Oh, he's so awesome. he's awesome in describing how our founding fathers were all, where did, where did they get their opinions? Where did they get their methodology? Where did they get their wisdom? They were all influenced heavily by reverence and by the word of God. And that all of them, in essence, 
were prophetic in what was going to happen? How did they see what was coming down the pike? How did they see how you had to have all these checks and balances and all of these things? And that it was, both of us agree, divine that they had that wisdom in in advance. And so you listen to someone like David Barton who correlates, he wrote the Founder's Bible, which is, again, the, con the, the foundation of our country with the foundation of humanity. And it's really to, I think for Lindsay and I both foundational that, yeah, mo a lot of people are looking to the stars now and we're lost as shit. <laughs> like a lot of people are looking to things that are, again, not because we've, ele you know, we think we're so elevated as a human that we think we're bigger than God. But again, David Barton says, without this country, without freedom, we can't worship God. So you're right. So it does come. I mean, I'm not saying before God, but if we don't have freedom to worship, That's we right. lose the ability. Because you look, right? look everywhere on planet Earth and you'll see Christianity is quashed everywhere because the number one thing Christianity probably underwrites and endorses is the self-determinism, the choice of the individual, yeah. and, and the family. Mm -hmm. And those things are all anathema to everything socialist, communist, and collective. You know, the, the communists and socialists, they don't want rock stars. They don't want Elon Musk. <laughs> they don't want Steve Jobs. Only they don't they want own Bill Gates. Only if they own them. Only if they get Bay the money. Those, yep. if they get the money. They just want to take his money, but then they they don't want all these rising stars. And the thing, you know, that that is, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Somehow or another in this Judeo-Christian society, which has protected the right to pray more than almost any place on earth, we have more innovation, more patents, more interesting things that affected the world in more ways than any other place and the top next 20 places all put together yeah. it doesn't make sense we're not that smart we're not as smart we're not as educated we're not as old-fashioned we're not as erudite as our competitors in europe and asia they are better at math well why are we why were we the first in space mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know they are better at so many things why are we the first there's something about individual creativity choice mm -hmm. self-determinism and all of those things and they're crushed under collectivism yeah. and they're not crushed under a judeo-christian society mm -hmm. they're uh, encouraged yep. right free thinking yeah well, how do you how do you how do you but as a think about it we have a big narcissist right trying to run our lives Fauci. like this is the big gaslighting of the world right that and that's the thing is you can't you can't control someone that you don't mind you do, you you how do you they're they're trying to control us they're trying to separate conquer and divide they're di they're dividing us and then trying to conquer us and they're doing they are doing a good job of go to go home be afraid do all the things now people are waking up and i do believe that it is that we are going to see a difference in the next couple years of people just getting fed up and i wonder what that's going to look like i wonder I if think it's going to look good i think they're purposely yeah. pushing us to the edge though and i wonder what that's going to look like i wonder if they're doing it on purpose so they can take away our guns because people getting out in the nope. street getting pissed it's off it's not even in the conversation anymore they're not even talking about taking away our guns not they yet. can't shoot well not yet but look he's already a lame duck in his first year as president he's already a lame duck his political capital is completely spent i mean the guy has completely screwed the pooch the politburo running joe biden has lost they're not going to have any more wins don't you think though that that's what they're after next because we're never going to look like australia till they have our guns well i think that you know Honestly, I think they're trying to survive the midterms. I don't. I don't think they're mm. as Machiavellian as you. I, I, they're not that smart. Oh, okay. They're I, not that goddamn smart. I don't know. They've been ahead of us for a while. No, no, <laughs> they're not. They're just consistent. And and you know the thing is, it's easy to critique, right? Everybody's a critic. 
And when you're in charge and you're running things, everybody thinks you're a screw up and you're a fuck up. And you've, I mean, look, I'm a guy who runs a company. Everybody thinks I don't know what I'm doing, except we get bigger every year. Everything's sold out. We're, there seems to be no shortage of money to buy new machines and do what I do. Mm-hmm. And everyone goes, well, you must know something. But it's easy to sit on the sidelines and critique. And the Democrats are great at critique because society in a democracy is messy. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but look at them rule. They're awful. Yep. They're always awful. Mm-hmm. They're awful everywhere. And it's not a surprise. Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, Seattle. Um, I mean, you can go down the list of 20 great American cities that are steaming cesspools right now because of leftist thinking. Well, this is why their their policies don't work. And so they're using the media and their own leftist crazy cancel culture mob on social media. Yeah. They may not come for the guns because they're doing a perfectly good job of dismantling humans directing hate toward each other creating division which of course they blame on us but if we are already so scattered and dismantled and not unified they don't have to they're censoring us on instagram we're not going to be able to pull together and fight back so they don't even need to come for our guns they're doing a great job of just destroying americans unity the great thing about leftists is they've always been decent critiques and they have a very heartstring pull to their critique but they've been awful at leadership the best democrat leader we've had in this in the last century is john kennedy and bill clinton Mm -hmm. they both actually led pretty well clinton was pretty populist even Mm -hmm. though he was a leftist Mm -hmm. and so in general when they get in charge they're just awful especially if they're ideologues Mm -hmm. and that's the best thing we have every now and then we gotta be all right Go ahead. <laughs> Let's see how that works out. You know, they, I know. They, you know right. they, well, like right now, I, what, what, there was a meme that you just posted that said, "I don't see anyone wearing a Let's Build Back Bet- Better hat." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, every anybody now, not a fan one. right now? I anybody? Been made. If, 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 if you guys ever been in the car and, and like you're going to park at Costco and your husband's like, Does it, "Do you guys ever have that spouse tension over parking?" Yeah, but usually it's me giving it to my husband because he won't park. Like, just park and oh, park close. Why do you like, park way out the... My yeah. husband will pass up two prime ones looking for a better one. And <laughs> I'm like, so oh weird. my gosh, just take, just take I, it. I'm I don't the, care if I have so to walk. I'm, it's so funny. I... Uh, <laughs> I, I have a tendency. I always go for the furthest away parking. I'm that's just like, I'm so going to go there. Weird. I, I go in that. one move and I go boom and I just walk. No, in. that's amazing because then it's done. You've picked a spot. It's over. And it's, There's but nothing why would left you go do. buy the first two? Why? Well, why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because I always back in when I park. And as you go p- to pull past, I've almost gotten in pistol fights in parking lot oh with gosh. people who were pissed off. They thought you were driving by the spot. Oh, and now they come in and jam oh. you up. And then you go, I'm like, eh. and then if I go to back in, if I'm in my pickup, if I go to if I go to pull in and I'm back and forth and yeah. I, I, so oh I just gosh go to this the, just sounds quandary, miserable you poor guy I know, <laughs> how do you live nice. your life every day yeah and if it's not that then I'm driving something I, would... I don't want a door ding on so I park uh, far away uh-huh. <laughs> so um uh, let's see let me get back to my uh, list here okay I love it I can't wait to I love the list you chicks are so fun um let's um let's do a quick lightning round okay Ooh, oh my gosh that. i'm gonna die i need a buzzer well, and i want a buzzer okay i want I, the toilet flusher i totally want a buzzer now i don't look at my you list you need a buzzer um, or are, are do you guys have to run this second or can we go a few more minutes let's, let's go, go let's go I, another I, hour i, I moved okay. all uh, my appointments for you greg all right well i have to go see a man about a horse so just give me a minute okay, okay? all right so we're gonna pause what's your whistles oh <laughs> <laughs> It's all about he probably the hair. Is like, okay, I'm not bringing chicks on for a while. I know, They're so right? annoying. Dudes Where's are like, what's up? Dick? No, you guys are fun. Yeah, we are fun. Why do you think we have a radio show? 
Why do you think? I want to know something before we start lightning round. We got to have you on our show, Greg. No, I don't. Do you ever go on anyone's show? Will you come on? No. You don't? No, but I will. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Nobody asks me. I'm kind of an asshole. We like it. And I'm fast spoken and I'm well read. And people are like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to go. I like it. Go. Hey, well, I don't know if I want to know, but. This is a pre lightning round. Okay, so when we were saying our mission, you were like, that's a lot. And then you kind of had this like, hmm. So what do you think about our mission? Well, I, I always think be that. Be loud, bright. No, I always think that any uh, anything you do, the m- most important thing is the clarity of the mission. Mm-hmm. And the clearer that is, the better everything that comes from it is. And, uh, and I said initially, I said, you know, we're like, pouring a gallon of milk over a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that like? It splashes everywhere and doesn't go in any direction. It wraps around everything, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the way a lot of people's podcasts, it's the way a lot of people's thinking is. And if if uh, if you determine, hey, you know, like for, for instance, I spent a couple of decades just reading and thinking about kind of my, my ethos, my worldview. What is my worldview? What do I think about suicide, abortion, execution, what do I think about government programs? What do I think about nationalized education? You know, I've thought about all these things a lot. And uh, you get a clarity looking at the other side. Helps define my, you know, and honestly, when I was younger, I didn't have a side. Mm-hmm. I wasn't left or right. I was yep. just kind of feeling it out. And then what happens is I was gathering all this information. And over time, experience tells me the government's bad at almost everything. Um, the unintended consequences of morons in charge create more problems than they solve. <laughs> you know, people always go, oh, he's so fast talking. He just thinks about this stuff so quickly. Like, what an interesting guy. Well, I didn't just think this shit up. Is this, been, right. is this person 80 years old? I've been, yeah. chugged, I've been right. chugging at it but for no, a long but time. But that's true. I mean, even when it comes to when I say ministry, it didn't. What, I didn't wake up one day and go, you know what? I think I want to talk about God. No, I've been researching, studying, praying since for years. You I know, mean, I was 20 years. So, so like I was raised Greek Orthodox, okay? Uh, and, I, and so it's been part of my entire life. Uh, and it's formative because, you know, psychologists say we are who we are by age eight. Yeah. Mm. So tell me a little bit about, I know you guys sound very much like born again Christians, or maybe you would say that about yourselves. Would totally. you or would you not? Totally. Yeah. Okay, totally. That's exactly what so I So folks say. that are born again um, usually have a time when it happened. I feel like this is a trap. When, no, no, no. It's not <laughs> a trap. part of our lightning round. <laughs> no, no, no. no we're, we're, this is pre-lightning. When were you born again? Go. Eh, eh, eh. Dude, no, no really. honestly, I was going to ask you kind of when you came around to it, because a lot of times people... Oh, they party, they have a starter marriage, they have this, that, and then they kind of, they mature and they find they kind of get bored again around the time humans mature. So I'm just curious, when did you, Not for me. When, did, when did it hit you? Did it happen like a lightning bolt? It did. When? In fact, that's why my, my um, logo power soul, the S is a lightning bolt. Okay. So I was nine. My parents, oh shit! You were born again at nine. My parents were had a very up and down relationship. It was kind of a term, a lot of turmoil in the mm-hmm. house, and it's like so we would, we were those Catholics that went on Easter and Christmas. That's all I knew. My parents would pray for us at night. I knew there was a God, but I was actually um, it was like I had a desperation for this God at nine, and. It was very interesting because a lot of people, you know, like you said, they get mature and they're like, I need God. For me, it was like God met me as a child in my bedroom. So it was more like 
There, no one could ever talk me off the God cliff. To me, it was like he met me. So, I didn't go. So he's been with you on your whole life journey. Since I was nine years old. I really, I had an interaction at nine years old. And then I had another very significant interaction about 12 years ago where it was undeniably supernatural. Can't, it, it, it would sound cuckoo rama to most people. Okay. But to me, it was one of those things where it it's an instant, like I'm not the same human being. Okay. So it had something when you're nine, something when you're around 36. Something like that. Okay. How about yourself? Good math. So uh, she, her story actually just triggered a memory that I had forgotten about because I've always kind of told my testimony that I'm I, triggered too. <laughs> this is what we do is trigger people. Um, my son's name is Trigger. Did you know that? I did not it's know epic. that. It's epic now. It's epic. Doesn't oh, yeah, she has right Trigger there. on her arm? Trigger. It's That's a the name of uh, Willie Nelson's guitar. It's also the name of John Wayne's horse. Roy, Roy Rogers' horse. Roy Rogers' horse. Yep. Ah. Yeah. 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 I told you, I read um, a lot. Also, guess what? Guess <laughs> yeah, what I figured I out? I've got to tell my story, but guess what I figured out? Go. You know the the red, um, you know the Robin Hood with the cartoons and the bald vultures that like guard the castle? Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember that with mm -hmm. Maid Marian? Uh -huh. sure. One of those vultures is named Trigger. I just heard it when my kids this were watching that. This is very that. interesting, Trigger Isn't trivia. Isn't that a weird... Okay, go ahead like, with your trigger. testimony, honey. Okay, <clears throat> so I've said that my testimony has been that I was raised Christian and um, have just kind of been a lukewarm Christian until probably about one year ago when I really solidified my relationship with the God. But um, her story triggered a memory that my aunt reminded me about. When I was about 15, I was visiting her in Ohio. I'd still been raised Christian, so knew about God, knew about church, attended church, probably got baptized, but probably was kind of going through the motions. Now, you are, know? You, are you recovering Catholic or are you SBC no or Catholic, what? No Catholic. Okay. Oh, I was a yeah. Catholic growing yeah, up. Yeah, no, yeah. I no. recovering Catholic. So um, <laughs> at 15, I was visiting my aunt in Ohio. She had gone to work. Her husband had gone to work or wherever. And I was at home and I turned to a ministry channel. And she said, when she got home, I was crying and I said, I gave my life to Jesus and I'm a Christian now. And she was like, how? And I, I had watched some TV minister. So when you were young? 15. 15. And then what happened a year ago? So, oh, wait a minute, okay. wait, 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 hold on. So 15 years old, and then stuff happens along the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I actually wrote a whole book about this because in my 20s, I did the things. I went off the deep end. I separated myself from God. I made a so, lot of really so bad choices. So you had a brush with being touched and mm -hmm. then stepped off the path. Yep, but the path, as I was stepping off it, I was consciously aware that I was defying God the whole yeah. time. So there shame. was no separation I've from God. I've done the same thing. You, so you had shame-based rebellion. There was, a, there was an apology, like, I'm sorry that I'm going to keep doing this. Right. I know I'm wrong, but it's just but that so guy's much hot. fun. But he's sorry. It's fine. So and, hot. and I love Jaeger and, you know, <laughs> a lot of, it's funny, but I did a lot of, I, I hurt myself a lot. I hurt my, my, my own body a lot. You had Jaeger and you, this, you said this was your first time drinking scotch. I know. She's oh, is that, Jaeger scotch? She, it's the first time you oh remember drinking scotch. It's the first time I didn't drink it in excess. This is, this okay. <laughs> oh, it's the first time I tasted it and okay. not just like, well, I got to get drunk before I have to go in the club and pay for it. Jump, oh my jump, God. Jump, jump. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Okay. Different. It's different. It's this is okay. a totally different thing. This is an adult scotch. That was a 21 year old. I get drink. it. So, Greg, I'm don't I'm, compare the I'm two. I'm seven years older than her, and it's profound. I will say, like, we have a profound age gap right now. Yeah, <laughs> profound. <laughs> well, you know, there's a. And so, when did you have your your your, okay. your second so uh, my coming second, back to the way was a year yes, or so ago? Yes. So, after I got through my wild, bad twenties, um, I came back into being a Christian. Started going to church again. 
um, gave a lot of those things to God because I really needed to, to heal and became once again, kind of a lukewarm Christian. But it was about a year ago during the cancel culture. Um, so, I mean, I skate through my story, but it was, it's very life changing. I mean, I opened against the governor. I was one of the first in America. It was national news. I was being attacked on a minute by minute basis from the left, email, text, phone call, um, death threats coming to my home. I was drawing my blinds and just hiding. It was so terrifying. And I actually remember the moment in my vehicle driving home from the salon that was now, you know, national news. It was all window front. I was afraid someone was going to like shoot me through the window. I was that scared. Um, crying out to God and saying, this is just, it's so bad that I know you're going to make it so good because I, I, my faith tells me I'm not going through this for nothing, even though I had been a lukewarm Christian and I didn't feel that God called me to open my salon against the mandate or anything like that. I just was a stubborn, hard-headed woman. <laughs> and now that cancel culture was getting me and I was going through a trial, a persecution that I hadn't endured since my 20s, and those were my own choices. This was something that was out of my control. This was something I couldn't fix. No amount of going on YouTube and saying, guys, I'm not a racist, was going to fix this. Like, my life was over in Oregon. Over. We sold our custom home that we had just moved into, closed our businesses, sold what we could, packed our truck and, and moved, like ran for safety, if you will. And when I got to Arizona, I felt so incredibly safe and I felt like God had pushed reset. And I struggled to figure out why because I was incredibly successful at being a salon owner. Um, I provided for our family that way. I was well known in Oregon for what I, who I was as a businesswoman. I lost my entire identity, like in a month. Mm -hmm. Who I was, who I had worked to be for Thou 15 years. Thou shalt not worship false idols. Yeah, right. right. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So same, here same. I was in an identity crisis, and I feel like God said, you're going to recognize who I made you to be, not who you think you're supposed to be. And since I opened that door and said, all right, Lord, my life really is in your hands. We don't. We live in a state where I don't know anyone. We have no job. We have no career. We're supposed to start over and do fix and flips. That's why I got my realtor license. I hope that we can provide for this family and succeed because whatever we had, you took from us. I mean, earthly things. And all we had was our faith moving to Arizona. I mean, on a whim. And so here we are. And by giving my life to God, I'm on an entirely new path that is so much more beautiful than the one I was on. And there's so many aspects to that. I couldn't even possibly go into it, but it's been incredible. And that to me is like my rebirth. It's interesting. You know, I, I, I think of two you're things. You're not crying. Are you crying? No, I'm crying <laughs> at all. I mean, I'm a knife guy. I'm right crying here. on the inside. Right here. Right okay. Here. All right. I'm a oh, there's a tear on the notebook. Right there. Karate <laughs> man cry, cry on the inside. We cry on the inside. He's like, I'm a man. <laughs> Okay. Moving right along. Gosh, do you see this? Anyway, you lost your business and your kids, and uh, moving oh, yeah. right along. Yeah, whatever. Well, I'm a little further down the road than you are age-wise, and I'm closer towards the end than you are. Probably a and, little. And what I found was, uh, it has been tremendously, it has been exceedingly empowering to be willing to walk away from everything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people experience that in loss. A lot of people find faith in loss. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of an existentialist and I arrived there earlier in my life. So I'm not trapped by the success. It doesn't 
it honestly doesn't phase me one way or the other. I could walk away in one second mm -hmm. and I'd be like, okay, now I'm doing the next thing. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not really trapped by much of this earthly mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't think about it. And I don't think the creators involved in any of it happening couldn't care less whether I have it or don't have mm -hmm. it. So, uh, but I, that's earthly freedom. That's there's some we talk about freedom all the time freedom in America, freedom of speech, freedom to hold, to have a gun, whatever. But f actual freedom to say, I'm not tied to this. This doesn't bond me. This isn't my identity. Like that's yeah. a whole universal type of freedom yeah well being a little unconnected now it does a couple of things it makes you dispassionate about people and their and their trials and tribulations they tell you about their deep horrible thing that's just happened and you kind of go i think he blinked <laughs> once he's like actually i think he saw him falling yeah. asleep he's like what so long 25 yeah. people huh okay. but i'm like you know, Almost got your kids I, taken away. Huh? Go, oh, you just found out this is all temporary. Did you just figure out you're going to die yet all uh -huh, by yourself yeah. in some shit? You just figured that out. <laughs> it's going to happen. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be all right. You Thank know, you. it's the two two things I've heard recently, and both of them kind of impacted me. Um, Charlie Kirk is a guy that he's kind of I I think of him as well read. He's similarly well read. Uh, you know, when he's making quotes, I go, yeah, I read that. I know that. Um, yeah, the difference is he's like twenty nine. 30. He's a, he's he's a, a young, young guy. dude for yeah, his intelligence. He sure is. Uh, and he has parlayed his ministry connection into a big thing. But one thing he said that I thought was really powerful is he said, you know, everybody asks me, Charlie, what can I do? What can we do? What can we do? And he says, whatever you're doing, if it doesn't hurt, it's not enough. Ooh, I love it's it. one of my favorite phrases I've ever heard. Yeah, I love it. We've heard him say that as well. Yep. Yes. And it's so true. Yeah. I think about that. And then I, I heard... Um, uh, somebody talking about their interaction with God they'd had years ago and they were on the floor and they were crying about the state of their life. And they said to me, you know, I had asked God, <laughs> I, I asked God, why does it, why is life so hard? This, why is it so hard? And, and, you know, this is them telling me, God said to them, it's supposed to be hard mm. and kind of patted him on the head. And he had this different perspective. You know, he was mm -hmm. telling me about his awakening moment. And it reminded me of what Charlie Kirk had said. Mm -hmm. And it and it and, and you know, this is a this is a hard and challenging thing. Life is awful, full of turmoil as we careen towards our own demise mm -hmm. and our end. And as sure as we may all think we are, when we approach our maker, I have seen believers and non believers alike terrified when they reach their end because it's unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sense of all of that while we're doing all of this, while we're trying to raise children and pay for food so we're not a lech on our fellow man, right? It's a lot to think yeah. about, actually, yeah. when you put it that way. Well, you, well, know, you think about children, you and I just had this conversation that uh, anyone who's never gone through anything is pretty shallow and and parents now pad the walls for their kids and they have no character, no integrity, no, it, all of everything God does or allows to happen in this world of crazy really refines us into being either something better or something that just gives up well I, you know nietzsche said that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger mm -hmm. right but it is a tr human truth uh life is full of calamity and 
we survive all of it mm -hmm. until the day we don't. Yeah. Right. So yeah. while we're here talking about it, it is all a story of survival and perseverance. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Well, let me get to our lightning. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. Is this a competition or like... No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. No, if you guys want to wrestle later, we can do that the show. But here we go. I guess we're going to videotape that. Where's the jello? Oh, my God. Christian. No more for her. Wow, I told you I tried to pull it away earlier. I'm kidding. It's probably going to be your most viewed episode. Guess what? If you hey, guess what, guys? Guess what? You can be a Christian and have a sense of humor. I yeah. know. I know. You could be so a Christian weird. and so jello wrestle. It's so crazy. I jello wrestled in high school. Um, of course you did. Lost. <laughs> so I want quick, like one or two word reactions. Oh, you wow. guys can oh, say them simultaneously Both of us? if you like. Yes. Okay. Um, I will say, I will shout things out and then you will just rip it. Okay. And we say what the first thing that comes to our mind? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is weird. Okay. It's called lightning. Boom. Oh, just say shoot. it. Boom. Ready? All right. I'll tell you what. How about I point? I'll, uh, you first. Point. Ready? Masks. Stupid. Annoying. Fake. Bad science. Okay. Um, <laughs> vaccines. Oh. <laughs> Same answer. Oh my gosh. Dumb. Idiotic. Doesn't make any sense. Don't follow fake science. She copied me. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much the same Lockdowns. situation. Defy. Unconstitutional. Jail. Travel. Do it while you can. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The older I get, and you guys aren't there yet, but you do get to a point if you get around the world where you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a fuck about seeing that pyramid. You know what's okay, to be I honest? Give, I don't give a fuck about that goddamn big building. Screw that. I want to stay in town. Okay, you know we what? Got this thing going I want to put my jammies on, on. Craig, you know what? I was just talking to my husband about this. Now we get it. We see old people. They're wearing their slippers to the store. They're like, why? Why do I care what you think? I'm totally getting it now. I'm totally getting it now. As an extremely high-maintenance woman, I would like to say that I actually look forward to the time where I sh cut my hair off and perm it, and I wake Please up and like put on a velour jumpsuit. Okay. How simple does that hey, sound? Hey, velour jumpsuits are actually kind of cute. It would probably be a juicy couture okay, one because I got to steal I'm just going to throw a little vote in here. Leave the hair long. Don't do the juicy Please. couture bodysuit. I'm go. talking about 80 years old. Oh, okay. You want me to when look you're 80, like this at 80? I have a lot more that. votes. Only as long as it's skin tight, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Bam. Um, vaccineism. So, um, vaccineism is the. It's racism, but oh. against people who oh. are not doing the vaccine. Oh. Your thoughts? Go. You know what? You know what I mean. <laughs> We're being persecuted. You okay, persecuted for not having a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. It's mm -hmm. like all like sickening, disgusting, mm -hmm. wrong, horrible. Okay. Uh, racism. Vaccinism. Um, Lindsay. You know. What do you mean you're... That, wow, I'm struggling. Because I've used the words fake and dumb and stupid, but racism is just... This is weird. Real, real, real like, racism. When you say it, I'm actually numb to it. Mm. Racism exists. Real, rare, overused. Thank you. That's my, that would be my lightning round. When you say it, guess what? It's so overused. When you say it, I'm like, it's like, it's I don't lost, even know what to think of it anymore. The fact that it's actually lost out there and yet I'm not going to even my, I'm just gonna acknowledge be the, it because it's so overused. The, it's, the, it vo seems the voice of my huge African-American audience. <laughs> Of course you don't know. She bought from Oregon. She don't know. She's hairdresser from Oregon. No, you know the what? She knew about racism. <laughs> no. Ain't nobody been racist. You know, Look real... at her. She's a tall, pretty good white girl. <laughs> real racism. Nobody's been to... Get the tall, bad. pretty white girl out of the department. <laughs> He's not done yet. Let him keep going. No, no, no. I'm done now. <laughs> no, are you sure? 
No, I, it don't seem like it. No, it that was like Elvis, co- black of Elvis. Co- of course, the white the white girl doesn't know what racism. Oh, we had a whole thing where we had a few too many margaritas, and we talked about how we had Brandon Tatum on our show, Kevin Jackson, and who Sequoia. else? And Sequoia Siaka Massaqua. He's a Hollywood actor. From they're all three black, and I go, we gotta stop getting black dudes. And then we both did our best, like. We should call the she's so ratch. I'm like, I no, don't even know I, because, what we did. Yeah, because it's like, we what had to are have they margaritas. Try- I felt like every black woman would look at us going, what are these white girls trying to prove? You know, Or there. they'd go, she's so ratch. No, she didn't. Yeah, what is she doing with our man? Okay, he doesn't laugh at our jokes. I know. We laughed at your I'm just thing. listening. I like seeing where you guys would go. <laughs> well, I think I need another scotch for What's that. But these white girls thinking they're going to have our man on their show and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it was. All right, we're moving on. Yeah, I think uh, that was. Racist. I think it would be very wise to move on. <laughs> <laughs> very wise. Um, critical race theory. Uh, indoctrination. I, I knew you're looking at her, but I had. Is it, is I it, had one. Listen, you guys are involved in the Scottsdale school system a little bit. Is yes, that right? we. Is yes. it going on in Scottsdale? Yes. Uh, is it uh, formalized or is it insidious? Uh, I believe they're currently trying to fight it, but as they're simultaneously fighting it, the school board is, I mean, it's, they're distracting everyone by doxing the parents that are coming forward to fight it. They're silencing. They're not letting parents into the school without masks on, kicking them out. Well, there was a dossier. You saw that, right? You saw that, right? Um, uh, is this where they were, had this the, the information on the computer, Jan Michael Greenberg, yes. who's 26 years old, Pictures doesn't have the children, kids. living in his parents' basement, and he's running the Scottsdale Unified School Board. Who elected him? Thank you. That's the problem, that people don't run against people, mm-hmm. and he just wants to be a career politician. This was his starting point. And here's, here's the thing that we need to remember. We, yes, we elected him. They elected him and they are suffering now, Mm -hmm. but they are awake. And now Mm -hmm. they have to recognize, okay, we cannot be back seat drivers to our kids' education anymore. Now we're awake. Now you do something. And now if you don't do something, if you don't do something, you are definitely at fault now. But none of us were awake a year ago. It's a, um, I think it's the big upside of all of this. Everybody has been Mm -hmm. unplugged with their head up their ass. Everyone keeps saying the the mess that we're in and how bad it is and how how bad it sucks. But I honestly believe that we had to get to this point. It has to be this extreme for everyone to wake up and see what's going on and yeah. fight back. And I, you know, I tell everybody, look, there are two places you're really needed if you want to make a difference at the school board level, because you will be forming minds for the next generation of free Americans. Mm-hmm. And the second place is a uh, precinct committee, committee person mm-hmm. um, to be involved in steering that process at that very, very local political level. You can actually have a pretty big steer as you, you know, it's interesting <laughs> How many people that I've gotten a chance to push on who are going to end up being governor just because I'm chosen to be involved. You know so what I mean? So awesome. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, some politics. Uh, who are you voting for for governor? Carrie Lake. How about yourself? Carrie Lake. All right, cool. Um, how about for... Um, we have to high five every time we say Carrie Lake. <laughs> Can we do it better? Wait, that was really pathetic. Okay, that, that's Karen. what we call wire girls high five. Oh, here we Oh, ain't no, he damn, did it. Ain't no damn rhythm on them girls. Oh, now, hell now, no. Now, listen, uh, let's talk just for a second about the Senate candidate, uh, how we got to get rid of this shit heel Mark Kelly. Okay. Um, who do you guys, uh, who are you guys in for on taking his seat at this point? I think we agree on this one. Jim Lehman. Lehman. Yeah. All right. And yeah. by the way, I like we don't rehearse using, these. We I actually, like that he's using his own money. We individually agree on these things. A lot. Okay. Right. I like that he's a businessman. Yep. Trump was a businessman. 
running the government at this point is a business. It's not a charity. It's not a population or popularity contest. He wants to hold uh, manage our money, the border. manage things. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of what's the return on investment that business people bring to the table mm -hmm. that your typical uh, government bureaucrat doesn't think about. Mm -hmm. And when you've gone through a couple of generations of bloat and overreach, the only conversation is fiscal responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you've gone through a period of austerity for decades, maybe it's time to invest in some road and bridges. Maybe it's time to invest in some school infrastructure, some highways, mm -hmm. um, you know, okay, yep. fine. But if you've just spent historic amounts of money, that should not be the conversation. Right. It should be about austerity and less money. Yep. Less yeah. Spending. And I love that he doesn't owe anyone a favor. I love that he's using his own money. And I love that he's putting his money where his mouth is and helping other America first candidates. I'm love it. We've been kicking it for a couple hours. Tell me about anything you want to plug. Do you guys have any pet causes that you're into that you'd like people to know about where they can find out more about you girls? Okay, I think first we'll plug our show. I'm going to plug my book and then you should plug your ministry. So, Oh, I should. Okay, mom is telling me what to plug. Okay, Go. so I wrote a book. It's called Targeted, One Mom's Fight for Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Maybe it'll bring you to tears. Where do you find it? Maybe not. <laughs> It's on not if, it's not on if my you're website. Greg, it won't. Yeah, if it, unless you're Greg, unless you're a sociopath. Life's supposed to be hard, Lindsay. Shut it. <laughs> it was really hard for me. I'm, listen, I'm currently reading a book on uh, oh, pre-Nazi so pre Germany and how good people killed 12 million folks. Oh. So your story is, uh, yeah. although personal and relative, it wah, wah, does, wah. lacks the same gravity. I'm trying to plug in my book. No, plug it. I now it just it. seems you just made fun of me for being a sociopath. <laughs> That's true. I just you admitted out. it. Like, not a you admitted it. You're like your emotions mean oh. nothing. Life is supposed to be hard. <laughs> no, it's all relative, people, right? Yeah. It's totally. All relative. We're, totally. we're grading totally. sob stories on a curve now. Yes. A bunch of upper class white people griping about shit that white annoys girls them. with that's their white hair right and their right. Yeah. I mean, that's what we are. We're yeah. upper class Americans griping about the margins of society. That's true. And in most of the world, they're just hoping they get food tomorrow. No, you know, know what? You know wow. what? That's true. Wow, that's he's looking at me. America, which is true, America. The reason why we make up stuff is we don't have the, the, good. With the real problem. The real problem. But we want to stay that way. That's, That's our fight, right, brother? We should, you know, we should try to do is make America great again. Oh, we should. We should try to do that. Don't you I think? Like that. How about oh, yeah. how about let's make America free again? Oh. I think they go together. Yeah. Okay. Mafa. Mafa. Make America free again. <laughs> okay. You're okay. Sorry. PatriotBarbie.com. So the leftist mob labeled me the patriot barbie when i opened against the mandates so i took it and ran with it so patriotbarbie.com is where I, you can find have you book. two met kyle rittenhouse yet <gasps> yes, we yes. Have. Lindsay was starstruck was oh he? i just there's that kid you know what's funny about him he's clearly the kids have got a level of media savvy that you don't expect when they've been sitting on headphones playing video games with each other like they're really good at fucking extemporaneous critique He's a sassy little fucker. I've seen him on a couple of shows now. <laughs> well, I didn't not... think so at all. I oh, thought no. he was so no, he's behind the oh, ears. No, no, he's sassy like he says, a... like, F you, LeBron. Well, like, not... he's just like... Well, he's like, well, you know, I used to be in LA Fakers, but, you know, fuck LeBron James now. Or he's like, you know, Mr. President, I wish you would get your head out of your ass. I mean, he's just... You know, he's not like, he's not subtle about it. He's got it. nothing to lose now. No, I know. Like, like, the guy's just come out of the fire. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of the cockiness you see guys who just come back from combat have. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, you know, fuck, man. Like I saw I'm a dude get vaporized. What are you going to do? Punch me? Uh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Uh -huh. Okay, so by the way, he's got that. Swagger. He's got it. Yeah. He's showcased it. We've all seen it. But in real life, he is 
he doesn't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a scared little Kyle. He's not scared. He's not weak. No. But he is just, he's an 18-year-old that's Nobody trying is prepared. to figure out but where He's been really is. graceful. I mean, I've very been, graceful. But I've seen him on some podcasts. Fucking kid's funny, man. He is. And he's got, he's not just sitting back there like, you know, he, there's a, you could tell he's like, no one's ready for, you know, we all, everybody famous who's around him goes, I know how famous you are and I know how unprepared for this you've yeah. been because mm-hmm. this is crazy and it took me 20 years to get here and I don't, you know, I barely can handle it. Look at you. But like he was on Louder with Crowder. Did you see him no. on that? No, I didn't see that. Uh-uh. So funny. I mean, okay, gotta watch it. Yeah. And it's like he's hanging with bros playing video games the way they're kind of commenting. Yeah. And that's what I mean. There's a kind of relaxed hanging with bros way about him. I so that. I think he might be different when he's like interviewed one-on-one beso- than when he's in a crowd because at AmFest, he seemed really like, oh my gosh, there's a really well, big crowd of people. Yeah. When but, you don't but know Charlie, there's a million people Charlie watching. Charlie helped him out by putting him on stage with, with a, an interview with panel. With an interview panel where it wasn't all on him. Yeah. Because he even said sitting on stage, you, you guys can tell I haven't done this very much. Yeah. I think it was different for him in this setting oh, than yeah. it is in that oh, setting. Yeah. Right? No, Absolutely. he's an ingenue for sure. And it'd be curious to see. I think that kid I think he's got huge political future if he mm-hmm. wants huge. it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Does he have a choice? I mean, someone with, I've several people have said to me, you know, he should have just gone away. This doesn't look good. The whole thing I go, how do you just go away? He's never going to be able to just go work like a normal dude. He's he's in the spotlight. This is his time really they were trying to steal his life away this is his time to create the life that well, he's and probably I, and going I, to have anyway i think it's a little bit of comeuppance to him mm-hmm. um you know he's paid a horrible price and uh and i think he's also you know while this is all going on and we're just free people spouting off our bullshit mm-hmm. he's knows there's maybe a quarter of a billion dollars in lawsuit oh heck yeah up Oh, I think yeah. there's hundreds of million dollars at stake for what's happened to him. Well, and tell me he doesn't have five people around him at all times telling him this is the route you should be taking if you're smart. Okay, he's going to so, just do what so he's So, you know, what's advised. crazy, though, is he's being a baller because he's getting out and he's talking and he answering questions. And he got on and defended himself in court, which is a no-no in that kind of mm-hmm. a case. Loved it. And, you know, the, his, his counsel must have said, God, this kid is pretty unflappable. Mm-hmm. Let's put him on the stand. He's mm-hmm. compelling. Mm-hmm. Because... You, you can't fake what he's been doing the last month. That's right. It's compelling honesty from a young person. I think it's pretty fascinating. To well, and that too. little bit of cockiness that you're talking about came out on the stand. I just loved how he would retort back to the prosecutor when it's the like, prosecutor would ask the dumbest yeah, questions. And it was like, it's, it's a, a video, fire. It's a video game. <laughs> like I, I was running from a fire. And he goes, I mean, what's the urgency? It was a, a li- fire. It was a little. It was a like, little. It was the best. It was Snarky. a little precocious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look at him. Well, look I liked him. it because it brought out what we all wanted to say. Like, how silly. How stupid of a question. And it's like, Kyle doesn't have to go, it was a fire. It's like, I'm going to make you look stupid. Well, do you remember when the, you are. Do you remember when the uh, prosecution brought up his uh, video game handle? Four, like, more, four doors, more whores. Four doors, more whores. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Okay, so that's his video Four game handle. Four doors, more whores. But, uh, but I guess he likes playing that Grand Theft Auto video game, and I guess there's some subculture around that where they all have these kind of like ridiculous. ridiculously inappropriate names because uh-huh. the whole thing is about stealing cars and chicks uh-huh. and bikinis. Uh-huh. So I just think it was like the ultimate American, young American male answer. He's like, it's, you know, like, could you tell us about the four doors, four whores? He's like, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was the funniest thing Okay, ever. so at AmFest, I think it was Charlie Kirk brought it up, and he's like, number one hashtag in America now, four doors, more whores, and the crowd just went oh wild. Oh, my like, gosh. And I'm thinking, so guess what I did? 
a little too late. I went on to GoDaddy.com and I looked up if I could buy oh, yeah, four, four Doors four, More Horse. It was gone. Car. It was gone. Of course it was gone. That freaking genius yeah, beat there, me to it. You know, so there was some dude sitting on his phone uh -huh. watching. Waiting. Oh, four Doors More Horse. $9.99 for the year. Get 20 years. Yeah. Done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now you could sell it for probably 10 grand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, plug um, your, no, she's got to plug her ministry. Come on. Oh. I, we took over with Calvary well, no, House. So the She's So Right show. Three broads, more gods. Right. Right. <laughs> Two broads. That's what I meant. Two broads, one god. I was just being so hopeful. right. The oh, she's so right show. You guys go she's so right show.com. We have all of our patriot ambassadorships there where you save money on good American companies. We're affiliated with my pillow. Affiliated with my pillow. We're the code so is popular. So right. So um, right. And then Power Soul, you guys. So Brandy Barkley is my Instagram. Power Soul Experience is the ministry. Power Soul Clubhouse. It's all. Is that just for chicks? Power your soul. Yeah. It it is most of the time. We okay. try to have one event every year that includes men. Okay. And by the way, you yes. have to be biologically a female. Is that right? You've never said it, but I think it should be said now. I I don't. You must think, biologically be a female to attend. Anyone, you cannot show up in a skirt. I did get it. it did get in an argument. That's the last <gasps> Facebook ar argument I actually got in was over the whole transgender. Oh Olympic gosh! Thing. I said, "Oh well, we don't mean in the Olymp. We we don't mean in. We mean you know younger kids should be able to to choose." And I said, "Well, where do you think elite elite athletes are formed in fair youth sports? Hello, stupid like argument. I feel like these are the dumbest arguments, and it was so stupid. He's about to go off anyway." Yeah. Oh, okay, Power Soul. that Power Soul Clubhouse, Power Soul Experience, Brandy Barclay, She's So Right Show. Woo! Okay. Wait, what was the last one? She's what was the last oh one? Gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she can't ready. Do Too much scotch. What? She's, She's so right. right. Oh, look! <laughs> he basically rolled his eyes. We're not that. You cheesy. know when you close your eyes so nobody sees you. Roll your roll okay. your eyes. He went like this. I did not, folks. I was just going to camera one. You guys, ladies. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. It's been a hoot having you guys here. I hope we can Thank have you. you guys come back. It'll, it's fun to see. Uh, it'll be fun to see how you guys over the next 50 or 100 shows evolve working together. You've mm -hmm. done a dozen, which is a lot. Uh, and when you've done 500, it, it'll be a phenomenal to kind of see. Oh. This will be a great thing for you guys to look back on and be like, how did we do in being interviewed? It's uh, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. great fun having you guys here, and I appreciate your candor. Thank and. You. Uh, you guys being Thank so you for having us. Up. It's been yeah. a blast. Yeah, super yeah. pleasure. I'm going to have to buy some knives now. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden I have to spend all the next $10,000 I have on knives well, because you, of you. You never have to. You're always <laughs> free to make a choice. No, I have to oh. because your husband. Your knife, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hey, sports Greg. fans. Greg Medford, the Greg Medford Show. Thanks for coming in, checking it out. This will be popping up on Spotify. It'll be popping up on iTunes, probably some other stupid commie leftist social media platform where everybody jibber jabbers their thoughts. I love this uh, opportunity to do more than 30 seconds pushed into a commercial to talk about issues and not have it be a soundbite. It is one of the cornerstones of the great American experience. These big, deep, uh, extensive dives into what we think about each other and what we think in general, whether we're talking about business politics, God, uh, you guys have seen me talk about extensively about uh, issues of the day. And I think it's super important that we all just don't dig in our heels with a faith-based belief in our politics. Uh, and no offense to you, ladies. It's important. I think it's important for folks who aren't faith-based 
that they don't have faith in their ideas or their opinions, but they're actually forming them by gathering up the information. And we end up having a view of the world that's morally constructed and not one that's just a bunch of opinions from CNN. The Bible is very historic, by the way. Just letting you know. <laughs> Study it. Zing, zing. Have you studied it? It's really historic. I actually read it in ancient Greek. <laughs> in Hebrew original? His nostrils are flaring. It wasn't, I, it wasn't in Hebrew originally. I read originally. it like, on, like Braille on the, on the Egyptian walls. Have you done it that way like no, I did? No, oh, I okay. Well, then you don't know. <laughs> No, you know, I had, I, when I was in college, I actually uh, translated the emphatic diaglot from ancient Greek, and it was, uh, it was, it, well, you think it's a snooze until you do it. <laughs> Just kidding. I was actually born in you. Jesus' time, and I've been reincarnated, so I actually knew Jesus she personally. Knew Jesus. So I actually helped write the Bible. My name was Mark. I'm going to let them chitter-chatter us in the background out. I think it's important for everybody to be thinking about all the things they think they really believe in. It's important to talk about them and uh, have them be more than just a sound bit and uh, kind of flex the muscle of your ideas with people you agree with and people you don't. And uh, you'll arrive at something more accurate if you're open-minded and critical of yourself. So appreciate you coming in. We're out.